0: How did you know everything in advance? You really want to know? Yes! I want to know! I really want to know! Okay.
1: I uh, know because I've read the script. You read the script. The whole script? All of it? Yeah, Jim gave me the whole script. You're the best.
0: All right. That's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one.
1: Okay. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. Hey, that song gets stuck in your head, man. I used to love that song. I used to sing it around the house when I was little, no. kind kid, man.
0: You know what? One gets stuck in my head sometimes. <laughs> it's uh, Footloose. Footloose? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> like Kenny Loggins. song. Yeah, man. He's guess, got I a guess. great catchy music line <laughs> to it. That is true. It does. And he, he's got a bunch of those, too, because the Caddyshack. The Caddyshack one, yeah. yeah, Or in the Danger Zone. Yep. The Danger Zone, yeah. The, the, they, Kenny Loggins. I don't know if you've ever Completely watched Archer underrated. before. I know you don't like the cartoons like yeah, that. I don't but do much of the cartoons. But. There's a funny storyline to the whole thing that Archer, the lead spy, is yeah. a huge uh, Kenny, Loggins Kenny Loggins fan. <laughs> but he's, uh, most of the time, he's like... He's like singing in the danger zone yeah. and then he's and then when someone says something this bad he'll be like are you saying it's like in a zone of danger <laughs> <laughs> but then Kenny Loggins comes on one oh, episode that's and while the girl Cheryl is trying to start a country music career and they actually sing uh, a couple of his songs mm-hmm. with him as a cartoon playing along. And they must have re-recorded it because it wasn't the original versions. Oh, interesting. It was pretty cool versions. And
1: Kenny Loggins needs a to paycheck too. Kenny Loggins, <laughs> he's
0: like, uh, who's that one guy that goes, What
1: the hell
0: is that? Um, in the 70s, I'm the, yacht rock, guy, the yacht rock guy. The
1: Yacht Rock guy. I don't know him. <sighs> someone out there it ain't Paul Williams put a no <laughs> <It's>, 70s <laughs> he,
0: he sings that high it's called falsetto huh and he's got a band yeah or, or he's Ma- Michael McDonald oh Michael McDonald that's yeah. A, yeah, a, yeah any yeah, yeah. 70s song you've ever heard where you heard a guy going
1: oh, a battle, little <laughs> he's the background guy yeah he's, and it's like a super <laughs> I,
0: like that's a that's a minor of the pitch it's really it's out there
1: but that's he's known as that dude oh that's hilarious so how was your week? Anything going on interesting? Uh, waiting for your stimulus check? I'm waiting by the mail, man. Yeah, oh yeah, Where I'm the fuck right, is this shit coming? Actually, it comes in my pay Oh, pay shit, account, yeah. So. yeah. Mine comes in the mail, unfortunately. There's uh, Mom had texted me this morning. They're trying to revitalize the uh, the, uh, the health care thing, which is good. Because I got $500 a goddamn month. That is insane. Yeah. $500 a month. It's crazy. So I'm waiting for that to happen, too. And but, you can't get, you can't get uh, Obamacare? I have Obamacare. Oh, and it's that, that much? much. It's that much because of uh, having to, uh, because of being married. Oh, I'm yeah. married. Carries it that over like thirty-eight man. dollars. Yeah. a month. Mine makes it look like I'm got a crazy amount. We'll so. Start being poor. I know. I got to be more poor, man. <laughs> I see a divorce in your future. Yeah, I know. What the hell? Just on paper, anyways. Is... <laughs> I got you don't news. have to split up. We worked something through on the mod today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you should do health care fraud. I'm just putting the out, disclaimer yeah. out there. But if you're
0: technically divorced, then uh, I know, you're man. Anyway. Kerr
1: Russell and uh, Goli Han have it made They know what the hell's up. I'm sure they don't have to worry about where their health care comes from. Yeah. You see I... the sag? Uh, drop chump or trump drop sag oh yeah i thought that was hilarious and they he, are like, like we didn't watch anyways oh so you were in great movies such as uh home alone 2 and, and what were the other ones you list? One, I don't know. there was a couple other ones that they were like i remember growing up that stupid show, Lifestyle Origin Famous. Oh, he must yeah, have yeah. had
0: a pipeline to that show. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. nothing else. Because he's on like every third episode, Robin Leach. I didn't get
1: into that My show. My name <laughs> is Robin Leach. I was like, why would I want to watch Rich Fuck's House? That's right <laughs> up there with Pain Wishes and Caviar Dreams. It's right up there with Cribs. If you if you look up yeah. the, the cast of Cribs, they're all had declared bankers to me, and none of them have that shit anymore. It's like me taking pictures of collectibles from five years ago. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't have any of those like, anymore. I want a gold helicopter. This <laughs> is what I, I want to see that I used to own. Do you see that rapper that
0: put a $24 million diamond in? His forehead? Oh, I did see
1: that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's at crazy. least if he gets broke, he can dig the thing just, out of his forehead. Like, <laughs> like the, the vision's mind yeah. stone. You just. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it gives uh, him a of cancer. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Not die from it. Just it's, that it just, irritates him. I just <laughs> maybe you will walk funny for a couple yeah. months, so you'll realize. It twitches what the hell when, you when he did. hears the word strawberry. <laughs> 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 God damn diamond seems like a great idea at <laughs> this time. <laughs> oh yeah, I watched some fantastic movies this week. I assume you did if you were we're, were doing a, a f- wild card. I watched a few. I watched <laughs> a few. There's uh,
0: one on here I did not watch and this and it's a good reason cuz
1: I don't have to. Cuz you don't have Oh, you, you've seen deep, it so, deep. down deep? Oh, that's a good sign though. Yeah, most of mine I don't get I to, talk I don't about think, it I don't think I've talked about any of mine before. I have talked about uh, no, none of mine before we've talked. I've you, talked about two of two years before. before yeah okay uh but yeah these are going to be some exciting ones so if, if you haven't read the listing we're doing a wild card and usually our wild card is anything we want to do preferably something we haven't talked about a shitload uh before uh, which falls into the category for all these I'm excited about all these uh flicks uh like I told you two two of them I watched uh uh, two of my watched for the first time, not knowing. I actually watched three movies this week and one of them I was intending to put on it on the list, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was. It was that, uh, that little things. With Denzel Washington, it's like in, it's one of those How HBOs. It? It's one of those HBO movies that just came out that should have been in the theater.
0: I, I heard, I saw. It was that, decent, I but it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I heard that it wasn't great. Yeah, but it was good. What, was it his fault
1: or was it the movie's fault? No, uh, I mean
0: he's almost becoming a caricature. You would probably of
1: like most of it. It was just the ending was like eh, okay. Uh, it, it had me through most of it because it was most of it like the stuff that you like from, like, Zodiac, where it's just—it's it's a murder case. Yeah. And he's like a cop that—from a, a small town that comes up, and uh, it, it's looking like all the fingers are pointing to Jared Leto, and Jared Leto, it, he's creepy as hell. I, a lot of people had come out and said that if he played the Joker the way he did this uh, did the, did character, it would have been would Wasn't his character better?
0: coming back in, in, in yeah, an like that shoot or something?
1: Yeah, in that— uh, What's it? Zack Snyder cut. They they put an extra an hour into the Justice League. He had to leave the Justice League before he finished it, and Josh Wheaton had to uh, take it over. And the movie sucked. So obviously, Josh, he's, he's uh, obviously he's like douche, yeah, he's kind of Yeah, he's kind of weird. Uh, but once the Snyder Cut came out, or the the doctored Justice League in it was crap. He was like, "That was my fault. I left the movie. That's Josh Wheaton's fault. Let me put mine out." So HBO is letting him put out a three-hour version. Nice. So maybe Why it'll not? be better. But I know they put more Joker in it, or I, I don't think there was Joker in it before. So they just put Joker in there. So Josh Wheaton, but he know, was good. Did uh, he
0: reshoot that whole thing mostly? No, it was
1: like he. I I think he just came on and he's uh, one of those people that stuff. just thinks he's. He, he knows everything. Yeah, know. he did. There's a lot of stuff it's about him. like Lucas. I think they, uh, the guy who played Cyborg in Justice League, said that he was treated like super poorly, oh, yeah, yeah. He and he's like, "I'm never coming movie back movie. again." Yeah. And people, uh, it seemed like all the actors were siding with the actors, so I don't Is know. Is he one of the ones? He's, I can't stand. creepy in
0: the past or no? Josh no, I don't
1: know. think he's been creepy. Uh, but he's just—I think he's one of the dicks.
0: You've been following this Army Hammer thing.
1: Yeah, something about cannibalism or something? What's going on with that? I don't know the details. He's got some weird
0: fetish where he likes to tell the girls he's with. One of his girlfriends said he wanted her to get one of her floating ribs removed and he was going to eat it. Was he serious about that? I don't know, man. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. He, how, how how weird was the set with uh, on Lone Ranger with him and Johnny Depp? <laughs> oh, because they both seem like they're fucking out of their minds. What is it with these actors that are out of their minds? It's, they, it's weird where people can go in and they can just do their acting and go home. It reminds me of that line that Sir Lawrence Olivier said to, uh, said to Dustin Hoffman in Marathon Man when he kept yeah. running around the streets. Why don't you just try acting, young man? <laughs> yeah, and not be crazy. I think that the, it's right up there with the Marilyn those, Manson I, thing. I
0: think sometimes. Those entertainers, they get caught in this higher level of consciousness where they think they've tapped into something and they just I don't see how Army
1: is part of that at all. He hasn't really. No, I don't He's still a B B actor. And then there's things like with uh, Marilyn Manson where we're all like, oh, yeah, you didn't see that? Yeah, you didn't see see that coming? (laughs) You didn't see the weirdness in that, huh? Okay. (laughs) Even Corey Feldman's coming out, but you can't really—he's lost credibility because he's—he's he's one of those I accuse everybody, yeah. where it gets almost out of control. Now you're like <laughs> accusing the, I was touched by accusing Corey the Feldman. Yeah, I was that's touched a- by Corey Feldman. That's how—that's uh, how, that's how, how deep say. it goes. <laughs> 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 so he—he's not really helping the cause much. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. Some of these actors, and they just shit it all away. Yeah, uh,
0: and you know what?
1: That's why most people in in Hollywood, you, you don't to, know where they stand on anything because most of them are smart and they're like, "I'm keeping my fucking keep mouth, mouth shut." And you can them. say things that, you can get away with a lot if you're a stand-up comedian, but there's still lines you can't cross with. That like story. James Woods and and uh, and John Void, I think they both, I both, but, I think they both consider their their career over. Plus, like so keep in mind anything. for every one or two person
0: that dump James Woods. Yeah. There's someone on the other side yeah. that says, Oh, this guy's making a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, see that's scary. That well, well I, I look at it. How like, many people voted for Trump? Yeah. Take him out of that number. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, the way I look at it is like wherever every scumbag like Kevin Spacey and this transitions well, uh, there's a great person like Christopher Plummer who will step yeah. in and take his rollover from him and then get nominated for the Oscar, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> which is great. Deep. Yeah, we lost uh, we lost some uh, some big actors, some some older ones. At least they're old, you know, like in their 90s. Like we lost Hal Holbrook was mm-hmm. like 91, yep. and then we bought, lost his, uh, Christopher his Plummer. His role
0: in uh, his role in Wall Street was really good. But yeah,
1: I loved him in Wall Street. I loved him in uh, I mean, I Deep loved Throat. Him in a thousand things. Deep, Deep Throat, Throat was he was great. great. Magnum Force as the bad cop. I remember at the end where he gets... It was one of the most realistic things where he gets injured at the end and he's holding the gun on Clint Eastwood in the car and he's shaking like he's really hurt. And that's when uh, Clint Eastwood realizes it, and grabs the back of his head, smashes it into the fucking uh, thing. It was one of my favorite things by him. Uh, even like... Uh, What was it? uh, Fletch Lives. (laughs) Remember? He was great in Fletch Lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then I love, uh, because he, I think he was still married, uh, well, Dixie Carter died a few, who would have thought Dixie Carter would have died before him? You know, can you believe that?
0: Keep in mind, uh, um, Dick Van Dyke is still alive, I think. (laughs) There's some of those
1: old people, like- uh,
0: he looks like... Robert a, Duvall just he turned like
1: 90. A, the Crypt Keeper like uh, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Robert Duvall just turned 90. Gene Hackman's still alive. We don't know what he's fucking doing, but Gene Hackman's still alive. Count his money. He's he's getting up there in his 90s, too. Uh, another movie I watched that I was going to put it on, but I think I feel like I needed to watch it a couple times, was a movie I had never heard of uh, from 1981 called True Confession. And it's with Robert De Niro playing a priest, and a cop is played by Robert Duvall, and uh, Robert Duvall, uh, the priest is actually shady and doing deals with the mobster to get church money and churches and everything and Robert Duvall being the cop can't stand it and yes. you would think on paper you would think it would be the other way yeah. that the cop's doing shady shit <laughs> and his priest brother is trying to talk him out of it but it's the <laughs> other way Robert Duvall's like you can't be in the fucking uh Which probably bed with more. him man it was good It was what pretty... was
0: the one when they were
1: trying to dress up like priests to cross over into Canada oh no, We're no, no Angels no that was a no great angels. one yeah and the, the big uh, uh, mobster in the True Confessions was Charles Durning so you don't get to see him nice. play a scumbag much oh unless gosh. you consider him trying to hunt down kermit for his legs <laughs> that's I one mean, of my favorite pretty, roles by him <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into some wild cards here man we can talk about some good flicks here Let's we'll start with you why don't you why not you give us one of your uh one of your top ones okay there.
0: this guy this director this guy he uh he just signed a deal with disney he's gonna change that channel forever it's gonna be great is this is the tiki watiti this is uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Dave's making a that, funny joke. The house that Jack built. I fucking loved this movie. I, what did you think of this movie? I've
0: been dying for you to watch it, so I, I, I'm glad. I had to pause it several times while my wife was in yeah, you the can't, room. You
1: can't watch this with other people. You can't do that with lar- any of Lars movie. movies. No, I can really would dance to the dark. You could probably do it. With it Disney. was really you can't depressing do it and mean and everything. But you it could wasn't probably like, do it with uh, Melancholia too. It's, there's nothing yeah. wrong with Melancholia.
0: This movie was disturbing, man.
1: But it was good. It, it was, was one. Good. Of, it was one of the best, most realistic like serial killer movies I had ever seen. So I liked good. like, and there was some comedy in it that kind it of comedy, helped a little bit. A
0: little, there was definitely a middle portion of the movie that I could have probably not watched. <laughs>
1: For the good of your, for the soul. good of my soul, <laughs> what what disturbed you the most in this? movie? I mean,
0: the the killing the kids stuff is always disturbing. Their bodies in the freezer, and one with, of with the erectus, big, with the grin, yeah. yeah. And then cool. he built the house out of the corpses at the end. It got <laughs> it got so fantastical towards the end that like right about but that, when, that he, end didn't ruin it. For right what I
1: told you about, I, I wouldn't assume
0: because I really you, liked the movie from the point where he had the guys tied up in the freezer. And we can backtrack in a second. But yeah. He shows him the bullet, and he's like, "That's not a full metal jacket bullet." And then he goes yeah. to the store. Oh yeah! And yeah. from there on out, that's I, such
1: a great. Scene. I almost
0: could like once once he is. So let me go back a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: I, I loved all of it. I it was probably they, my favorite Lars Von Trier movie, and up till that point, probably Antichrist was just because it was so weird and unique. Uh, like I said, you can't recommend. I I wouldn't recommend. You can't recommend Lars Von Trier to any people unless yeah. you know what kind of movies they like. So Matt Dillon, is a clean cut. Mm-hmm.
0: Dude, the movie starts out, and here's a here's a good message. If you ever, if you ever meet up with someone and they're willing to this help, it was like you, the eighties too. If I you think. ever want to meet up with, if someone meets up with you on the side of the road and you need help with your car, oh. don't act like Uma Thurman.
1: Yeah. I, he might not have killed Uma no, Thurman. No, he wouldn't have killed her. Yeah, and he, she pushed him. Yeah, she really being pushed him. Really weird Uma about Thurman about the whole is thing. a Lars von Trier uh, actress too. Yeah. yeah, he uses a lot of the same people, which I understand completely. That's why he uses Charlotte Gaines in so many movies <laughs> uh, and all these other people because it. Or uh, what's the guy that wears the wears the. Uh, mask that says I'm not famous anymore. <laughs> oh, Shia, uh, LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, he's in his own world of problem right now. Uh, <laughs> but he, so Lars will still hire him. That's for sure because Lars is fucked up in his own right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can't he'll, stress he'll, how much this is not like Lars is going to sell commercial. Yeah, like shares. In you this you have to be interested in seeing some dark stuff that you hadn't seen before, but interesting as hell. It's I, really, this, some of it was unnecessarily. Dark. So yeah, we're, what we're seeing is we're seeing him basically kill four or five different people during his serial killer run and uh, we're seeing But his warehouse
0: has body stacked Yeah, he, bodies he's
1: been maybe. doing it forever, but we're following like four or five major yeah. ones and mm-hmm. everything. The one that I liked a lot liked a lot. <laughs> that was and, one, of kinda, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. The Where he thought he left Prince in the house and he kept going back inside. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That yeah. was so good, man. Or remember I told you about that scene where he describes his need to kill with that animated yep. thing where he goes the, into the streetlights and everything and when he's in the shadows he feels uh, he feels alright and then when he's yeah. in the light it, I bet that it came so from interviewing serial killers I mean this really seemed like this could have been a true story and everything but and remember like, I had I revealed something to you about the ending and when you're watching it seems pretty obvious uh, uh, the narration in it what's going on you get, I mean they're pretty straight up about what they're talking about like him going uh, to hell yeah 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 uh, and it's 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 a unique ending. I, we won't ruin the very ending of it, and everything. But uh, yeah, w- what other scenes in here kind of struck out to you?
0: I mean, Jeremy Davies was good. I like the scene. Oh yeah, in the Jeremy trailer. Davies
1: played the guy at the the gun yeah, shop. Yeah, gun shop. He's, He's like, sell me one bullet.
0: He's yeah. Like, what do you want? What do you with want? That one bullet, bullet for? for? <laughs> 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 Jeremy
1: Davies always is great. It's it's perfect that he was in this. But when he
0: goes his when his car get his Rex's truck. And yep. he runs down to the trailer and meets that remember. guy that pulls the gun on him and calls the cops on him. Okay, okay. And so he's sitting in the chair. Remember, the guy had his gun on him. Yep. And he, they showed a couple of times how fast he could draw the gun. He's like, yeah, pour yeah. me a
1: whiskey. Who was that guy? Was, was he dude, famous? You, yeah, yeah, you would know him. I'll have but to look he, um, up. Let me look it up while you're talking. He
0: was pouring Matt Dillon a drink. Matt Dillon took that knife. Oh, it was his old friend. And put it in his throat. Oh, yeah. And that, but he did a genius thing where he switched clothes with the guy and put the guy on the ground, and then put the guy's robe on, and stood in the doorway. Oh, yeah, that so was when great, the cop. That was in the trailer, in, yeah, it was in the trailer. The cop trailer. was like, you got him. And then he turned around and killed the cop immediately. Who played the cop?
1: Was there other famous people in this, I'm wondering? It was a whole bunch of... I mean, there was Jeremy, characters. Matt Damon, Uma Thurman, the, the girl that... Uh, Matt, we, Dillon. Uh, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Well, Matt Damon. You Matt Dillon, that, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, the girl that from uh, Men in Black... Edgar, your skin's hanging ooh, on your bones. Ooh. That was the one where he thought there was fingerprints in the house, and yeah. there really weren't. Uh, Jeremy Davies. Uh, I'm looking down the list here. Not a whole Bruno lot Getz. of famous people. Bruno he, Getz. Who is
0: it? Bruno Getz. Who's Bruno Getz? The guy that played Hitler in Downfall. Oh, I didn't
1: know he also him. Also played. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see him at Bruno Gans. Gans. G-A-N-Z. Yeah, the, I see the old guy here that was uh, the guy he sh- uh, put the knife in. I don't, I don't know him, though. He's got a very unique look. He looks like a weathered Stephen King. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, I I, I love the scene with the kids. Is probably one of the more disturbing ones, yeah. but it's really... so. Why don't mean, any time you kill kids, but, no, no, you could describe it. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> feel free. Feel free. You sure you want this movie on your list? <laughs>
0: it was unique. I watch every Lons Venture movie, and I watch it usually, like...
1: I thought this one was, even like though it was I disturbing... Couldn't, like,
0: this is one of those movies that if you had your laptop on the plane... Yeah. Oh, no, you can't play this. You couldn't play this. Yeah, you can't Even play this. Even if you had your headphones it. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Even you couldn't... Other people couldn't
1: see that you were watching this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would call somebody... I think about that sometimes when I'm on a plane and I see movies oh, yeah. that are on there. I mean, if they're showing it, like, hey, straight up nudity. Them, there could it, be, like, kids yeah, next yeah, to you yeah. and there's straight up nudity on the screen or something like that. It's very strange. But uh, I, I, I get, found I get this a lot more... I found it a lot more palatable than Antichrist. Antichrist was, holy crap. Yeah. I mean if you, you think of the scenes in Antichrist where she's jerking them off and blood comes out yeah, and she's not killing them. kids. Yeah, it's not killing kids, but it they they did it off camera what was disturbing with the kids is what he did with their faces afterwards he did some like uh taxidermy shit with yeah. the kids afterwards so like even,
0: if i told if you go ahead and go to go to wikipedia and read the plot line and then see <laughs> and then ask yourself do i really need to see this movie because <laughs> if you just read it you're like wow this is no
1: oh <laughs> it's it's interesting as hell though i, I there's something about Lars von I mean, that filmmaker. interests me and the way the style he's doing I mean it. somebody's got to be that dude like i hate <laughs> to i hate to uh to say it but Halfway in the middle of this movie, I went on. You man bought it. <laughs> I was like, "This is so good." You said, and I, window I said, the right Well, there. I've noticed there's a lot of large frontier movies that get like, like if you didn't buy Antichrist when it first came out, now it's like a thirty dollars movie. And I was like, "I like it, but I'm not gonna watch it enough where I want to buy it for thirty bucks." But if it came across for like $10, $15, bucks, I'd buy it uh, because it's every once in a while you want to see something fucked up like that and everything. <laughs> uh, but it, it was a lot more palatable to me. But the yeah, the scene with the little kids. So he. He basically works his way into these people's lives, and uh, he does it with several of his victims. Uh, the Uma Thurman one was a little different. The Uma Thurman one, he was just, he was pushed. He was pushed so far that he couldn't take it anymore. And, she uh, had ample time, to get, ample chances to not be around it, him. It makes no sense. You're watching it, and you're like, why is she being such a bitch to him? Yeah. I was like, I'm helping you out, yeah, lady. Literally. What the hell? You were on the side of the road, and then he, he uh, not that it was right that he did it, but you understood it <laughs> from a report uh, killer standpoint but with the kids man he he brought them out to like a shooting range where he was just uh teaching them how to shoot and the uh, the wife was happy she was super thrilled they thought they were like a couple that was gonna like advance in their relationship and everything and all of a sudden it was it was hunting time and he just had he was hunting these kids down and shooting them from like a high position and and killed them both and the wife and the mom but it was done off camera. Uh, not that it was. Sort of. Sort of. No, we did see. I don't think we saw them getting shot, did we? The, the little kids? I don't remember. What other murder was on here besides the woman with the, the fingerprints, Uma Thurman? The old uh, guy with the knife. The old guy with the, the knife. Was there another one?
0: The cop. The cop coming in. He just shot him. That he just shot him. I thought and there was another. The, well, he one. had the he had the guys tied up in a line in the freezer. Oh, that remember? was a big scene. Yeah. That, so that's talk where about wanted, the freezer. So he, he had like a he showed he has a warehouse yeah, where
1: he, like most probably serial, serial killers, killers, killers do. Very dexterous. I always thought that way about <laughs> uh, about those uh, you store it type places. Yeah. Like what is well, it this one
0: had refrigeration. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, yeah. The, the, he he ain't selling fish out of there, so yeah. uh, let's figure out what this dude's doing.
1: But he, you go in, and he, you just go past bodies and bodies and bodies. And It was actually a really fan. He had, like, five guys tied up. It was actually a really fascinating scene as far as a... Uh, as a production design uh, work, because someone had some fun, they just made some yeah. dead bodies yeah. and, and rotting at different stages, and yeah. and always they in the background is that little it, kid. So. That little kid where, because he put wires in the little kid's mouth, so it looked like you he was just smiling. People, to turn the podcast off. I know you started with this one. You should have you should have hit it in the middle. <laughs> they get better. It's all right. We're 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 in it for the shock value. <laughs> if it wasn't like you were known for putting a dark shit under the spot. Oh, like I have to are. watch every Lars von Trier movie yeah, as they're much just, as I give it. They're fascinating. A hard time. It's fascinating. Stuff. And there's it's like uh There's one I have that I haven't watched yet, but I think it's pretty uh tame. It's called Dogville. It's the the guy that does Existence. What's his name the oh Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yeah, Cronenberg's, like Cronenberg's not Cronenberg. as Well, yeah. he's
0: not as the, but he, some people don't like him. Like I couldn't recommend Cronenberg to everybody.
1: It depends which one. You're not recommending Naked Lunch to most people. Yeah. But you could recommend The Dead Zone. To a lot of people. it's They all have like a, and that's why you know Lars Ventura is fucked up, because Dancer in the Dark is his most normal one, and it's fucked up. <laughs> but it is his most normal one. But I remember back in the day where that was the most fucked up one he had. hmm that and Breaking the Waves, which was, uh, was disturbing in its own, where the guy, uh, what was that? That was the one where Stellan Skars got, got injured on the uh, the oil rig yeah. and then told his wife, Emily Blunt, to go have sex with other men and come back and tell him about it because he was paralyzed and he couldn't have sex with her himself. I'm like, oh, this is just fucking... And you, you get to see her doing it, and you're like, this is just disturbing. At least with, like, the serial killer one, you're like, oh, that's kind of fascinating. It's got that Dexter element to it and everything. But, yeah, it is... Uh, <laughs> It, it depends. It depends t- what mood you're in. You, you don't want to just throw this movie in every once in a while. But. I
0: wanted to put it in there because it was—it was, it was one of my the life tw- was gone. <laughs> it was one of the only 2020 movies that I had seen.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I didn't have it on the. It was good. Didn't have it I liked it. Would you watch it again?
0: Uh, probably. Probably. I might fast
1: forward through. <laughs> I didn't think there was that many fast forward type parts on it. Really to be honest, I thought there was gonna be when I went in to watching it because you go into it, watching everything and after Antichrist you have no idea what you're gonna see. There was some weird sexual violence in uh and like when she she cut off her she cut off her clitoris with a pair of scissors in Antichrist. You can't come back from that. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it's really bad. And it'd be different if we were like, oh, it's just the feeling. They didn't show it. No, they showed it on camera. You got, a, you got I a, mean, it's uh, fake, obviously, but it's... You got a Muppet movie to call this out? <laughs> yeah, no, man. What a, I, let me look at my movies. I got to pick the, the most Cutting lighthearted. The a little bit. Let me put the most lighthearted. Oh, shit, I got nothing. <laughs> no, wait, I got one. You got All one? Right. Okay. So this is my my first of my uh, five wild cars, 1974. I've been wanting to add this to the list for a while, and this is Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. You know what this movie is? Yes. I think a lot of people think this is like some Western because that name, you know, it sounds like Butch Cassidy on Sunday and it's Kid, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. There we and go. so it's a Michael Cimio movie, and I love Michael Cimio mainly from uh, Deer Hunter and uh, Year of the Dragon, two of my favorites. I always look at him as um, like the Jimi Hendrix of uh, movie directors, where he came in, he did like five incredible movies, and then he died. He's like, all right, we're going to make a three hour movie, but we're going to have an hour of It's going to be a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deer Hunter was a great for that year of the dragon is one of my top 20 favorite movies of all time i just thought it was brilliantly done so i was excited uh and i had seen thunderbolt and Lightfoot* years ago but i was excited when i found out it was him i was like oh i gotta watch this so you've got four main actors basically in the movie all fantastic so you've got jeff bridges and uh and clint eastwood are the two main actors and the two sub actors are uh george kennedy and juliet lewis's dad jeffrey lewis big character actors and everything. And we're following basically well, the movie starts where Clint Eastwood is in a church, uh, He's the priest. He's not really a priest, but he's dressing as a priest. And he's given the sermon. And all of a sudden, the guy comes in with like this semiotic weapon and starts shooting at him from the doorway. Like the whole congregation is filled and everyone drops to the floor. And he runs out the door and they're in the field running. And we cut to Jeff Bridges stealing a car off a car lot. Like he gets in the car and says, Hey, get gets good gas mileage and everything and just guns it and it just takes off. And the guy's screaming, What? You got my fucking car? And so while he's going at like 80 miles an hour, hour, he hits the guy that's chasing uh, uh, Clint Eastwood. And Clint Eastwood, like, jumps into the passenger door of Jeff Bridges' car. And he's like, where are we going? <laughs> and they, like, become instant friends after that. They don't know each other at all. And he's like, what the hell's going on? He's like, that guy was trying to kill me. He's like, you're not a fucking priest, are you? And this and that. And you, you gradually find out that he used to be a, a robber, a safecracker, and he had the, uh, the moniker Thunderbolt, because he would... In this this uh, big robbery that him and George Kennedy and Jeffrey Lewis and the guy that was chasing him were part of, and Somebody he screwed them. Shared. He screwed <laughs> them out of the money. Uh, it, it's not that he screwed him out of the money. He knew where the money was, uh, but it was too hot to go get it, and he didn't want to tell them where it was because he thought it would uh, come back on him. Yeah. And so they were just pissed off, and they were trying to kill him and catch him. So through half of the movie, Jeffrey Lewis and uh, George Kennedy are chasing Clint Eastwood until they, catch... they can't
0: kill him because they don't. It, it turns out
1: is. they're actually friends. When, when they do catch up with him eventually, they try to kill him for like 40 minutes of the movie and run him off the roads. And they have these great chases and everything. And then they finally catch up to him. And Clint Eastwood basically just punches him in the stomach and grabs the gun. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? He says, you know, the money's still there, right? And he said, what the fuck are you doing? And uh, so they come up with the idea. He, he tells me, he says, the money is in this schoolhouse. Behind the blackboard, like a one-room schoolhouse behind the blackboard, and all of a sudden we see uh, Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges show up to the school and they're looking at it and it's like this huge school and everything and he's like, well, that schoolhouse ain't here anymore. Someone must have got rich or someone used that money to buy this house, so that money's gone. So now they're all pissed, and he says to him, uh, he says, "What? What they did was robbed a." Um, an armored truck like place where they were all held and all the money's oh, yeah. there and everything. And they opened it with like the biggest world war two gun you've ever seen in your life. It, it takes like three of them to carry it in and set it up. And then they, sh- they don't even shoot the door. They shoot the wall next to the door and go through the wall. And they were like, Jeff Bridges is like, why don't we rob them again? And then George Kennedy starts laughing. He's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's rob them again. They were like, and was like, that's not actually a bad idea. They, said they wouldn't expect that shit. If we grab the bank manager, get the codes from him. But the problem is, is as Jeff Bridges killed the guy who's the electronics guy. So they need Jeff Bridges to dress up like a woman and go to where the security place is and get uh, this fat guy who runs the alarm. He's going to uh, send it to the police. They're not sure if it's wired straight to the police department. They're thinking it's going to the security company. So they got Jeff Bridges in there uh, once he gets in pretending to be a woman, he uh, hits the guy in the head, ties him up. So half of it's the crime, man. They go in there, and it, it's so cool, man. And then it's it, from that point, it's people screwing each, o- each other over, and uh, not to ruin anything, but they've, uh, they finally uh, – do the crime, and they're they're going away from it, and George Kennedy just goes nuts and, like, screws everyone over, like, get the fuck out of the car. And then you can see George Kennedy getting, like, killed by the cops and everything, and they got nothing. They were like, well, the cops got the money. What the hell are we going to do? And they're, like, walking through the woods and everything, and they go over a hill, and they see a one one-room schoolhouse. <laughs> and they were like, shit. And they look up to the sign that says, this house was uh, a historical house that was moved in 1972. And they're like, they moved the fucking house. <laughs> the house is right here. Is, you think it's in the blackboard? I'll leave it at that. Because there was still another good 15 minutes left to it after that movie. It, it's just a fun sounds 1970s. Fun. Yeah, man. It's, not what every, it's a weird name. It almost sounds
0: like that, that one movie with the guy from the Munsters.
1: Oh, yeah. Disorganized crime. Disorganized it, it is very crime. disorganized crime. Except those guys had no clue what was going on. They had to kind of figure it on the fly, and they were it was more of a silly thing. But this did have its comedic moments in it. Uh, I think the name was bad. It's like a bad name. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, when you hear that, you don't know what the hell you're going to yeah. watch. It doesn't sound like a, a fun Clint Eastwood robbery movie, you know? And... Uh, they never mentioned while or why, why uh, Jeff Bridges was named Lightfoot, but they even mentioned it in the movie. He, he's like, they called you the Thunderbolt. And he says, hey, we're Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. That sounds like something, isn't it? And this is Jeff Bridges when he was young, man. I mean, he probably was like 23. They kept calling him the kid through the whole movie and everything. So it was, it was great because I don't think Jeffrey Rush, George Kennedy's definitely not around. I'm not sure if Jeffrey Rush is either. So it's weird. Clint Eastwood is man. That guy is old. Not only is he still around, he's he's like on set. Like, film and shit, like, all over the place. He's got handlers. He definitely has handlers. At, the, at this point, he's probably just, you know, stand over there, hit your marks. He's, I mean,
0: you imagine a guy like him who's been doing it for as long as... He's been doing it for 70 years. Once he like,
1: started directing his own movies, because not until, like... Damn! Not until like the mid '80s did like, he, he was first a household name in the '60s, right? Oh yeah, I mean, well, he was on Rawhide, and I remember he was on like stupid creature features, like that second creature from the Black Lagoon. He's on like the Creature Among Us. He's just played first of one's he shit, plays first one. Mean. He plays one of the scientists in it, and you're like, holy shit, is that Clint Eastwood? It yeah. is Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. But once he hit the '80s, and especially the later '80s, he started to direct his own stuff. Yeah. I mean, he do he... Firefox. Was that him? <sighs> I'm is not that... sure if Firefox was him. I want to say it is because. He was doing a lot of the same... The guy who did um, Dirty Harry, he worked with him like four or five times. Actually, his first directing debut probably was Play Misty for me. I think Play Misty for me was his directorial debut. And then he... He did that thing where he married that girl and he put her in every movie and you know he Don't did that, that. He thing. did that wrong. Unless you marry, thing. yeah, uh, Sally Field or something. Or you know? the guy Cohen brother married. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> can do that if you're the, uh, if you married Francis McDermott. Yeah, she's gonna win Oscars. That, that blonde you're hair married to her or
0: not? So you might as well that win That
1: blonde hair girl from The Gauntlet is not good, man. What was she? Rob Zombie married. Uh Oh, Cherry Moon. I mean, she was good in one thing. <laughs> After Y'all that, to... it was just kind of yeah. laughable. That char- Unless you were playing that same character, it just is kind of a little jokey. Well. But I loved it. If you love good, like, 70s gritty movies with those guys, I just love the feel to it. It's a fun movie to put on and just have it in the background. I love 70s movies, man. They just have a specific feel to them that you can't get anywhere else. And I like when they do it later in, like and, like, to 2000s and everything when they're, like, do odes to it and they go back and do that film style on purpose just to get that 70s feel. And it still works. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of, like, uh, House of the Devil when they mm-hmm. went back and they just they filmed it a certain way. Because a lot of times those indie guys, when they filmed on actual film, do you remember – uh when they did uh the grindhouse films and there was rumors that they were taking the prints and they were put, they were tying them to the back of cars and just driving around them. on the gravel just to get them all gritty and nasty and then that's the print they would use i mean most times you're like take it from one case don't well you that, used to have to clear the gate, gate yeah, yeah. With,
0: with from hairs and and that's shit what they wanted some of those and then they'd stuff and try to get it
1: it's crazy yeah, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Check it out, man. It's a, don't go by the name because you you want the name, you go to Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid because that's what that seems like when you yeah. were watching mm-hmm. that. All right, what's your next one Yeah. All right, I have a Hitler comedy. <laughs> it can only be one. <laughs> this, this is one is of Mom's more... favorite movies. Mom's seen this probably three times already. I love yeah, it. Yeah, she liked it. Uh, so this one's called Jojo Rabbit. Man. Talk about that that first 15 minutes is so fun you're like holy crap oh, yeah, what yeah. am i watching. Yeah, yeah yeah. It's when the kid gets blown up in the woods and he's running with Hitler. <laughs> and Tiki Watiti is the guy who plays Hitler. He's the, he also he's like in most of his movies he did Thor Ragnarok and right. he's super famous in the Marvel community now. Uh, he plays there's a big rock creature in Thor Ragnarok that he plays. He's just funny man and he plays a such a funny Hitler man. It's, and didn't he have to lobby to get that no, I don't think he wanted like, to play him at first. I think oh, that was I it. I think he, he was doing the movie, and uh, he had to step in and do Hitler, I think, uh, because well, it wasn't it working worked. out. Maybe it was. Scarlet, I don't even know if they had cast it. The anymore. kids were great. Oh, kids were great. That little fat kid um, was great. Scarlett Johansson's Scarlett always Johansson awesome. was great. Uh, the guy from Moon. Oh, Sam Rockwell Sam was Rockwell great. Even Rebel great. Wilson before she lost all the weight now. And she's like <laughs> yep. super, super thin now, but she was great too. <laughs> Sam, Sam so, Rockwell's so great and everything. So, he brings that kind of humor yeah. in like every role he's in. So See, basically it, it was
0: 19, probably 45, which is like the last, it was the very end of the yeah. World War II front. Hitler and youth was still going Hitler strong, youth though. was still recruiting and they would have these uh, Hitler-Jürgen weekends <laughs> where kids would show up <laughs> and they were pretty like, they were pretty militant Nazis. It's weird that
1: Scarlett just sent her kid there because she's, she really wasn't on the She board was letting him follow his dreams, man. Yeah. That's what he wanted yeah. to do. He was all in. So he... He thought Jewish. He had the... I wonder how many people When Rebel Wilson
0: was describing with yeah, the yeah, chalkboard... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have serpent tongues.
1: Yeah, they got serpent tongues. And these kids mm-hmm. were believing it. And I wonder how many yeah. people actually oh, did of believe course.
0: that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the one thing is this kid had an imaginary friend. Yeah. And his imaginary mm-hmm. friend was Hitler. <laughs> Talking about, like, so funny. like hey, I gotta he go. Talked. I'm eating unicorn hey, tonight. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <guy. laughs>
1: yeah. The, the, talking about the scene where he's running in the woods, they're all like Sam Rockwell. So d- they take t- him there, and, and it's just as funny as you would think it's it like is. Sam Boy Rockwell Scouts, gets up and he's like,
0: I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna throw grenades and we're gonna blow stuff up and we're gonna do all this. And so they were cornering. So they got the kids uh, in front of the group of the, the, they had like, sergeants or something yeah the slightly older kids yeah we're like okay who wants to kill jews and everybody's like yeah and he points jojo out and he's like would you kill a jew he's like yeah i would and he's then they went and grabbed the rabbit remember? and then they Mm -hmm. handed them the rabbit and they're like well kill this rabbit and he's like no, I don't want to kill the rabbit. And yeah. he, he puts the rabbit down. He's like, run, run. <laughs> and the other kid picks it up and breaks the rabbit's neck. Yeah. And then they all start making fun of him. And they're like, they're like, Jojo rabbit, mm. Jojo rabbit. And he runs away. Give okay. me, he's a tiny little kid. So he runs in the woods and then he, his, his, uh, Majority his imaginary friend, friend, pops friend shows up <laughs> and says, no, rabbits are, are noble creatures. And he's you like, got to embrace that. Yeah. He just boosts, that. Them, up yeah, he the just boosts them up. They just throw ideas back and forth to each <laughs> other. And, uh, He's like, you got to run back there and, and, you know, show them how fierce you are. So they're about to do uh, hand grenade throwing drills, and Sam Rockwell is showing everybody, you know, the hand grenade. And then Jojo Rabbit comes running out of the woods. Like booking booking it. He grabs the hand grenade. And it's those old stick ones the Germans had. So it was a stick, and then you pulled at the bottom. It wasn't a pin. It was a string attached. And you pulled it, and it armed it. And so he grabs the grenade from Sam Rockwell, and he was – he running through the woods and he pulls the pin and he throws the hand grenade and it smashes into a tree and comes flying right back yeah. at his feet. Yeah. And then it, blows, it blows up. blows up. Like, I just remember what was funny was uh, they did like that hazy view yeah, yeah, yeah. of the kid. You could tell it was his POV looking yeah, up at yeah, yeah. Sam Rockwell's like standing over him. And then like Rebel Wilson, yeah, yeah. Or, I can't remember. It was I Rebel think it was Wilson Rebel. or the little fat kid, like yeah, yeah. looks over him and like,
1: oh my God. <laughs> so I just love. I could watch over and over again him running through the woods. And oh, with Tiki, Hitler running next to Tiki running next to him, yeah, like flopping, her, he like flopping the <laughs> like sideways rooting him on. Yeah, and the Tiki's got like a, he gave Hitler like a little beer belly too. Yeah. So he's just. Oh I'm man. sure he had his own beer belly. I, I, I love how Scarlet. Scarlet must have been a pretty high up in the party. To, to be able to talk to yeah. Sam like she well, I mean, did. she punched him in the nuts when yeah. she met him the she first met him time in, like, and said, put take... my kid to work. Yeah, put my kid to work. You, you fucked him up. You weren't watching my kid, and he almost got blown up because of you. Yeah,
0: so sh- you come to find out. So this kid's a pretty militant Nazi. He wants to yeah. be a Nazi. He wants to work for Hitler's secret service. Yeah. And so they have him, like, posting, like, propaganda notices yeah. around town. And he comes home early one night, and he hears something in the walls. Mm. And he investigates, and... <laughs> he finds that his mother has been hiding a Jewish girl yeah. in the in the wall of the house.
1: And they have some great, like, discussions yeah, and talks they have great between discussions. each cousins but he's she fucks gonna, with them a lot, yeah, too, you know? He's
0: going to write a book, and he's, like, asking her questions. You know, yeah. do you eat babies? you like... We we heard you eat babies. We heard you. <laughs> you had <laughs> and, sex with serpents. And she agrees with him on a couple things. Yeah, like, you're not he helping like, this kid out no. by
1: by like strengthening these lies. And I think she has moments where she talks to Scarlet, but yeah. I don't think she mentions to Scarlet that her the and movie Jo-Jo, takes a dark turn. Oh, it does. It does take it, a dark to turn
0: to where I didn't expect it was going to yeah. go. Yeah,
1: I think everybody thought that, and it was they like, wow, it.
0: this yeah. movie just got real for a second. Yeah. The, um. So I won't ruin the ending. It was it's it was a really cool thing where you know obviously. The girl's being hunted by the Gestapo. Yeah. Um, the kid's conflicted. He's like, I can't go and tell on. Yeah. It goes all the way down to, like, the
1: end of well, the war. Well, it
0: it's literally, like, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is when he comes to visit in Sam Rockwell to talk more mm-hmm. about yeah, Jewish, yeah. in the book he's writing. And then he's like, let me show you my, my uniform I'm decorating. Remember the, because he can't was gay. Remember. Sam oh, Rockwell yeah. was gay mm-hmm. with his first lieutenant. Uh-huh. And he he was like when the Berlin when the Germans I mean the Russians were coming into Berlin and the Americans are coming in from one side in in real life yeah yeah I mean this is where Hitler killed himself yeah because you know the the advance was coming yeah it was inevitable yeah. and so they show up and he, they're given it was funny because Rebel Wilson's like tucking grenades in the back of kids he's like just go hug go hug one of the soldiers a <laughs> little like fat kid there. with a gun and yeah. it's
1: just going off and I, I love that little fat kid I hope he goes on to do some stuff I loved seeing the little, both those kids at the award shows they were having like the biggest oh, blast I'm glad it happened pre-pandemic because they had so much fun and this kid was good I don't know what this kid the main kid he was good both Everybody of them were was good. good really I mean and these kids could have easily if, if it was five years ago they probably would have been in the Harry Potter movies because probably. they were just like the great British young kids yeah. It but yeah really it was a s- Super fun movie, it, until it wasn't. But even when it wasn't, even when it, it, didn't wasn't last it was not it, it continued being fun yeah. for a little bit. It had mm. a couple serious moments in it for sure, yeah. that you didn't expect to happen. Uh, but it got a lot of awards, and Tiki won it, and uh, I think he won. I don't know if he won best director. I think he won best screenplay for this because it, it definitely deserved best screenplay. This was a unique movie. I mean, you make a good. I mean, you pitch this movie, you're gonna get you're gonna get laughed out of the room by like Maybe. eight out of ten eight people. Out of I mean, because he wasn't, he was established enough uh, to be, to get in the room for the Thor movies that he's done. But I bet people are like, can't you just stick with those silly superhero movies and yeah, not do something like this? He's the
0: kid's imaginary friend. How does that not Yeah, you know,
1: I mean, like, stick with this. And I, they must have, I'm wondering if they even did like a little reel for him with him doing it or oh, something to, like that. Yeah. Because I think he did it in like rehearsals and stuff uh, too. So it, it was just, I mean, check it out i think everyone should check it out it's a good history lesson but it's also fun a lot more fun than people think it's going to be i mean it's not even other than the
0: the satire of them strapping bombs to kids and making them go hug <laughs> the enemy i mean I know. it was kind of like it was kind of the, I mean, citizens were getting killed because yeah. they were being conscripted into the...
1: You got two movies with little kids dying, man. He, you know, he... They didn't see any little kids <laughs> die in this movie. They, they were strapping bombs to them. I, I assume mean... those kids blew up into like middle, middle, little pieces. But isn't we,
0: that, uh, that. Towley's book? <laughs> Towley? They have a book? Yeah, he called A Million Little Pieces.
1: Oh, I never even re- remember that. I don't remember that episode. That's funny.
0: He went on He he went on Oprah and then it, he, oh, found right. out yeah, he, he, he found out he like... He was a towel. That's and right. He, when he's trying to be a, tender a man, remember it was when that guy went on there, uh, the, in real life. Remember he wrote a million little pieces. Mm. Oh, no, Towley's called a million little fibers.
1: That's <laughs> interesting. They were it was a take on something. It was that really a take happened. on
0: that really happened because someone lied up and went on Oprah and she pushed his book. Oh wow! And it came out that he lied. That's right. I totally forgot. And about so Towley did the same thing. <laughs>
1: That's, you're Matt a towel. And, <laughs> Matt and Trey are so. I'm on a, the a towel. You're a
0: towel. <laughs> I'm a man. You're a <laughs> tower.
1: Matt and uh, Trey are so on the button of uh, what's going on right now. Like, like you know, they're going to do like that shaman guy from the oh, insurrection. I, I can already see it. I like, haven't drawn. seen that in so long. that It's still good. It's still I good. could probably go two seasons back and find yeah. things that are fun. Have you seen any where Randy's got the pot farm? No. That's like two whole all. seasons. It's no. funny as hell. His business partner is Tali, so it's it's Randy and Tali owning a oh, hot business, and it's just so funny. Don't fucking, forget to That's so funny. <laughs> it's just I'm getting high the whole thing. All right. I'm going to go with another comedy which turned a little dark here and there, and you're going to be thrilled about this one. Hey, am I? 2001's Scotland, PA. Oh. Finally. <laughs> finally
0: went inside. Jesus. I think it, if you went back in, and- <laughs> in gave me like a one point
1: for every time I asked you to watch this movie yep. it would probably be like six <laughs> yeah, or eight you, times you asked me to, it's like the uh, the uh, the S movie I'm waiting for you to watch then you returned it so I, I got I got yeah. working into gotta a, get it uh, I got to work it into something. a pod for you to watch a movie's about it, snakes it's, it's on a plane no no it's, be, it's better than you think man it's better than you think it's cheesy as shit but it's better than you think <laughs> Scotland PA is great man it, it, did it, you like it? I did like it I I'm surprised I hadn't seen it because it was during that period of time. In 2001, we were just watching every indie movie that came yeah. out. I mean, it was like around the same and time. And it was one of those Igby cool ones that down, like, tried to, to wrap a classic into it. Yep, and this, it's been done it several worked. times. And really great cast. I, I thought the uh, they really sold it wrong with the, like, if you ever looked at like the image for, like, I think it's on Netflix or it's on a couple other things, and it's just Christopher Walking sitting there, and I was like, Christopher Walken's like such a little yeah. part of this that it's one of those movies that you could tell that it's so indie that they I feel mean, like they have to pitch James the, the and, most famous guy. And Maury Turney. Yeah, James LaGrosse and more Mora Tierney and just the, like the hottest Mira Tierney's ever been. Yeah. I've never I always thought she was cute, but I never found her sexy until this movie. And I was like, holy shit, she's kinda sexy. Yeah. Uh and she's from news radio and she's been in a bunch of different flicks. Uh one she's in a movie one of your movies that up? you're gonna talk about later. Uh James LaGrosse, I always liked James LaGrosse. A lot of people had he he did a lot of he was I knew him from Phantasm Two and from Drugstore Cowboy. He like, always got the shaft, though. I always felt bad for him because he had, like, that Eric Stoltz situation. Mm-hmm. you know, Where Eric. Oh, he got Stoltz, removed from. Yeah, himself. Eric Stoltz got uh, removed from Back to the Future after Weird. he had filmed a whole bunch. James LaGrosse, great actor. They just weren't right for the part. And the same with James LaGrosse. James LaGrosse was Hicks in Aliens oh, yeah. before Michael Bean came on. And I guess James LaGrosse, for some reason, wasn't working out, and they had to fire him, and they had to he bring in— I wonder. I bet they did. I bet they I think did. They have to. So he probably still got paid. And then I we saw him in a couple other movies so where he, he played a lawyer. That was that the one where he played a lawyer, played or a cop. cop? Yeah, James LaGross. He, he's, he's great, man. He's
0: the one where where Jake Gyllenhaal runs out of the police station because they wouldn't let him write anything down, so he had to go somewhere to write it all down in his brain. Oh yeah, that's right. And he runs out and and James LaGross is like the deputy on duty and looks at the chief. He's like what's that kid up to? And he's like, he's going to solve the Zodiac murders. And he
1: looks at the camera and he's like, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also fat Bella for him because he, he kind of got the uh, the shaft in uh, Phantasm 2 because they changed the actor from 1 to 2, and he was the new actor. And oh. people were like, who the fuck is this guy? I like uh, the old guy. Yeah. And, but I liked James LeGros better in <laughs> but he, he was a badass in that movie. But, so I was happy he was in this. Uh, who else we
0: have in the, this movie? The guy that
1: dies in the friar, the owner. Yeah. Um, um. Damn, what was he from? he he was from a couple minor things that i had seen and he was in a tv series that i had watched maybe let me pull up scotland pa and everything so basically this was a take on hamlet no macbeth macbeth, macbeth. and the three witches oh my god the three witches and this was amy smart andy dick and somebody else andy and dick. they were just hippies they, they were like they were stoned out hippies they were like stoned at a, gypsy hippies working at a uh, like a
0: they were at a uh, carnival they yeah. were riding the ride, and didn't she have the eight ball she kept shaking?
1: Yeah, <laughs> she was, yeah that was her, like, yeah. crystal ball was the eight ball and everything. And that was, like, the only weird part of this, that James LaGrosse kept seeing them and everything. So, basically, James LaGrosse and his girlfriend, Mira Tierney, are, like, managers or, like, yeah. assistant managers. And they're not
0: taking—he's got good ideas, and they're not taking a suggestion— like, uh, Kevin uh, Corrigan
1: is really good in this. He's uh, oh yeah, he's, he's from Grounded for from Life, Life and he's from he's um, he, Goodfellas. He yep. was the one to, the he's wheelchair that the, had to stir the sauce. sauce. Uh, James uh, Reburn was really good. He was the one that was in the uh, in the thing. He was the one from uh, Meet the Fockers. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> and he was in Homeland. Uh, but James
0: LeGurse came up with the idea for the drive through. He was
1: the first in the mo- yeah. in this movie. Well, he was supposedly the first person that ever came up with the. But it wasn't him though, was it? It was uh, it was Reborn that gave him the idea but it was also something similar. Daddy got it from the gypsies. The gypsies said something similar to him, but when Reborn came up with the idea, he's like, here, listen to my idea here. And we skipped over the part that where he, James LeGrosse was really wanted to move up in the company, and he was really pissed at the manager that they had hired. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up getting the manager, like, fired. And uh, they thought that they were going to give it to him. And then James Reborn's like, no, I'm going to give it to my son, who didn't want it at all. No. He didn't want it at all. And... James LaGrosse didn't know that. So when they when they got him at the thing and they said, We're gonna give it he's gonna give it to my son, not realizing the son doesn't want it and it was gonna go to him anyways, they ended up it was almost an accident. They were gonna kidnap him and kill him. Yeah. But they accidentally like hit him they had tied his arms up and behind his back, uh, and they accidentally pushed him into the fryer. Oh. and It and it got so far that they were just staring at him like, "There's no even pulling him out now. It's so bad." Uh, and they just murdered him in the fryer. <laughs> and it's fucked up, <laughs> but it was funny. And the son in a way. was okay with it, I think.
0: The son was he was the, wasn't he the one from that Sean Penn movie in Boston with the kidnapped kids? He yeah. was one of the younger I, brothers that, with the
1: hockey brothers. Maybe, maybe. Uh, he looked a lot like the kid from Unbreakable, but I don't think it was him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who it was. So th- uh, most of the people working, like uh, Kevin Corrigan worked at uh, there at the place, and he was always skeptical of what happened, uh, but what was disturbing was Mira Tierney, very much like Lady Macbeth, yeah, started... was like, this is this is what you're meant for,
0: dude. This is what do you got to oh, do. But you, she you... started
1: having, remember she had like,
0: she had like the rash and yeah. she couldn't get rid like it was almost like a They did they cleverly worked in all yeah. those Macbeth and, uh, moments man
1: which if you and, hadn't weren't familiar with Macbeth and Chris Walken's you.
0: in this movie yeah he shows up at some point and it's funny cuz he's a
1: vegan he's a vegan he's a cop
0: and he's, he's, he's basically, kind of a hippie yeah he's too. like a
1: hippie detective that's trying to figure everything out and like he's doing this crime at this like burger place and everything and he's figuring out stuff uh too quickly you know for for everybody uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's... Uh, I mean,
0: Maratini's uh, attorney sort of, like, went off the deep end with the wealth and power thing. Yeah. She was, like, almost pushing him to, like, kill his
1: best friend. Yeah, and, and they opened this, like, the second this guy died, and the son just gave him the business. He says, my dad always loved you, too. You guys can have the business and everything, which is, it's, it's shitty because that's, I mean, they would have just made him in charge. And so not only did they take the business, they stole the idea of the drive through and that's where the Kerry, Kevin Corrigan scene came in, real interesting. Where Kevin Corrigan just takes him outside one day, and he's like, he's like, all those times we got drunk together and we bullshitted and everything. Why didn't you ever mention this drive-through thing to me? He's like, it's kind of weird you never mentioned the drive-through thing to me. And then uh, James, Re- uh, or James Legros is like, uh, he's like paranoid just like how like uh, Beth was like he always thought he was going to get caught he always thought things were going wrong so he immediately thought oh shit Kevin Corgan knows knows something
0: (laughs) they made it see when he went hunting with him
1: when he went hunting with him and he was like oh shit he's gonna kill him he's gonna kill him out in the woods and everything because he he knows he thinks that he knows what's going on and everything and I love the ending that like twist at the ending Mm -hmm. that uh, that it finally like right before the credits uh, come down uh, shows what's happening and everything so yeah I was I was a Huge fan of uh, Scotland, PA. So yeah, I'm glad you watched it, man. I, I always intended. That's why I bought it. I was like, yeah. I know if Dave says it, it's going to be one that I uh, that I dug, uh, that I'll have to watch it. Like I said, all, all those indie movies back in the day. I'm mm-hmm. glad that we watched all those. Like because people don't know about Igby Goes Down or Tadpole or all those ones that came out. There was a lot of them that came out. Tadpole. It seems Who's like in Who's the girl? The What's one? From, is that the one that Baby had the girl from Cheers? Yeah, Baby Newworth. She looked she hot was in that too. Sexy in that. Her year, and uh, Sigourney. I think Sigourney yeah. was the other girl in it. Tadpole's a weird one, man. That was, but I loved watching it back in the day. Like right before we were making a lot of movies. Uh, uh, It seems like we were making, we were watching like every indie movie that came out. Like I had just worked at the video store and I was still going to the video store all the time. And you were just looking at like one actor. You were like, oh, Jeff Goldblum's in this. It's got to be good. And I think that's probably how I went and saw Igby Goes Down or Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys. Uh, I'm sure we've done a, have we done an indie pod? I think we have. Do I'll one. have to go back Another and look one. at it. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've done an indie pod, but I could always do like indies. you be from surprised if we didn't. 2000s had a lot of great indie movies in it. Well, as
0: soon as cameras started becoming affordable for yeah. the well, average Yeah, well, that's what it was. That's
1: what it was. It's like,
0: you know. My, or uh, e-
1: even that, even like, uh, it wasn't even that. It was more like micro-budgets were were a thing for like a million dollars to 5 million dollars. Yeah. People don't realize how low that is. 5 million dollars for a movie. 5 million
0: dollars for a movie. Well, I, mean, I mean, you can do
1: that Tadpole movie with it because it's yeah. it's just locations. I mean, think about and actors. think about
0: um the Blair Witch project which was supposed to be the lowest budget movie ever. It was still like 300 or 400,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to have you gotta yeah. pay for insurance. And you gotta pay to rent cameras, and you gotta pay for feeding everybody. Even just those things, like yeah. we do, you
1: would think that they could have done a lot less for it. But
0: I don't know. know. Well, then they did promotion
1: for it. The promotion I could see being a shitload. You know, of know, they went crazy, they, they got that. They made that docu- yeah. They made that fake documentary. Yeah, so. I mean
0: that's probably where half their budget was. Yeah.
1: Cool deal. All right, what do you got? All right, what do I got?
0: I know. I know what I want to talk about. Let's see what's left on the
1: list here let us go to oh, i got i got three great ones man my number 1 is so good you got to watch later on the night let's
0: do is a movie it's in my top 10 oh nice insomnia oh insomnia yeah i love insomnia I, man i i meritary any time any time i like a movie it's usually because i like like it on any time i watch a movie over and over again mm-hmm. it's usually because i like it on multiple levels yeah yeah like yeah. jfk it's I actors, I love the storytelling that that story, I love that that Conspiracy
1: of. There's a feel for movies that it's hard to describe to people. Like when I talk Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, when you when you say I want that '70s feel, there's a specific feel of movies mm-hmm. that sometimes you can't put your finger on. It's like any which uh, way but loose. Uh, yeah, exactly. Did he
0: direct that one with the I think, I think
1: he did. <laughs> that might have been him. <laughs> but with like Insomnia, I mean, you're a Christopher Nolan guy, so it, it's on part of it. It's got to be because it's a Christopher yeah, Nolan yeah. movie. And it I has mean, that just feel.
0: just it's so it's about it's about a a cop. And they start the movie out. That movie has so many layers they, to it too. I like the close. I like Nolan because he does he does beautiful wides, but he also does really yeah. good close up. The cinematography is always top notch. Yeah,
1: so it starts out. I mean, it has Al Pacino in it, yeah, and Rob Williams. One of my absolute favorite. If, if you were to have normal movie fans put their top uh, Pacino roles on a movie, I would put this in his top five, and I think yeah. most people would. Yeah, he plays it completely different than yep. he does most of his characters. Yeah, he's almost he's a like very like uh, sad, kind of troubled. But person. he's also
0: like affected by where he's going. Yeah, so yeah. he's a detective. You could tell that he's doing some shady shit. Yeah. So he gets shipped out. To help um, on a murder case in Alaska, because he gets requested by a friend of his that probably worked in. In LA at a time, and yeah, then went and Julie. became a yeah. uh, priest chief in his hometown where refund. he grew up. <laughs> refund, <Pretty> He <laughs> Got no refund.
1: <laughs> uh, Martin Donovan, yep. brilliantly played. Martin Donovan is that perfect actor, and he's a Christopher Nolan guy. Right? He was in Tenet. Yeah, remember? and mm-hmm. he he comes on, he's there for ten minutes, and he leaves. Yeah, in most of his movies, that's he's fun. really good. He's it. he's got that really firm kind of FBI look to him, you know, and that's why I think he fit this character really well. Yeah. So. Um, and they don't directly tell you exactly what's happening. I think no. that's what I liked about and it, the that twist it was a in the middle within a mystery within a twist within a twist. You yeah, know?
0: yeah. I mean, it's just a it's a perfect movie. The feel is great. They go to Alaska. It's during the summer where it's doesn't get dark. doesn't get dark, which I think that would be great. Yeah. I'd wake oh, up I'm and play, definitely I'd going wake up to. and play golf. I'm at definitely going to experience in the morning. that.
1: The, the other way is good, too, because that's where you're going to see the Aurora. The,
0: the only problem with the other way is I'd start drinking at 10 in the morning yeah. if it was pitched Yeah, up you're on vacation,
1: though. It's not like you live there. If you live there, it might be a problem, but if yeah. you're on vacation... If I'm on vacation, i probably drink yeah, at 10 in the morning. I would go both because I would like to see the Aurora. It's, it's almost impossible the not American to see and the Aurora. Domer used to go to Alaska a lot. Yeah, they liked Alaska. My mom says that they loved British Columbia. Vancouver was their favorite place they ever visited, and that's one of the places we want to uh, visit one of these days. But Alaska is definitely on the list of ones to visit. And like you said, I would like to see both ways. Summer is definitely where you—it's all the light, and winter yeah. is dull so and dark. So a
0: local high school girl is killed. They bring Al Pacino's partner in to try to
1: help solve the murder. When they're first looking at that dead body is one of my favorite scenes yeah, in the movie because the, oh, who's the guy that that cuts? Uh, Nikki. Nicky Katz. Katz was yeah. great. Oh, Hilary Swank everything. was great. I don't know why Nicky Katz doesn't do more stuff. I loved him in Way of the Gun. Oh, and, uh, Way of the
0: Gun is a perfect movie if you want to oh, see
1: yeah, him. Man. Uh, Sin City <laughs> so too. funny. City. When he gets
0: shot with the arrow. Yeah. Oh God, He's like man. looking around. He's
1: got that, uh, that snarky he's asshole. Got that, yeah. Like he was that an asshole cadence. in this. Like, I think you hire Nicky Kat, you yeah, hire Nicky He Nikki was in, in like Al Pacino's, like, like, Krull, Al Pacino's like, "I want to look Nick at the Krull.
0: body." He's like, "It's all in the reports." Yeah. He's like, "Well, I want to see the body." Okay. He's like, "Someone he washed his hair. That's in the report." Like he was yeah. trying to like yeah, it doesn't say I that he washed
1: their was... cli- hands and that clipped their fingernails.
0: Yeah. And so he kind of throws it back at him and yeah. says He's how, like, "No, wait. I'm you know, the shit." Yeah. It, There's without a reason saying why I'm, I'm the shit. He shows him <laughs> I'm the shit. And Hillary Swank is, like, hero-worshipping. Yeah, she's the upcoming because she did Because she did her thesis in the Academy
1: uh, on him and the Leland Street Murders. None of these things work. They made her a fangirl,
0: for, like, through the whole
1: movie. None of these things make Al Pacino's psyche... It doesn't help it. No. And, you know, because she's reminding him of who he, who he used, to, used be, to be. And then... But he almost the, incriminates it, But I then mean, you've got uh, Robert uh, or uh, Robin Williams' characters reminding him of who he's become. Like,
0: And also, like, he's... Uh, he he was involved in his own downfall,
1: in my opinion, because oh yeah, opinion, he oh, yeah. It was, he was ready to sign off on. Yep. So what happens is no, he I think deep down he wanted to get. Caught. I think so too, or he didn't want to put her in the. So position here's the that premise he of the in. movie
0: without giving away too much about the Robin Williams side yeah. of it. Um,
1: it's it's almost just as interesting the
0: other side. Yeah. Side, you know? So what happens is that they're chasing the serial killer. They go down in the fog. Now his partner has already said that he's going to turn state witness, and so Al Pacino, all, stupid, yeah, don't, don't tell, tell anybody him, you're ever going to turn state witness until you've already turned state witness. And then you're going to hang with him and, and like, in a, you're
1: going to hang with him in in a combat
0: situation, oh, like God, man. So they're on the beach; it's foggy. Great, great oh, shot scene. It looked like a nightmare to film. Um, yeah, nightmare to film. Um, great reaction shot of somebody that got shot and then is face to face with their mm-hmm. shooter. And all, the other one was Snake Eyes. Remember when he, oh, yeah. when he shot the, when uh, Gar- uh Gary Sinise shot them, and the, yep. and he's like, oh, somebody shot me, but you knew he, he <laughs> yeah. had just saw him, shot him, but he was so in shock, yeah, that that, that did probably, know. like yeah, so that he was still in shock. So basically, he kills his partner on the beach by, by accident, Complete, so to speak, by uh, accident, yeah. And Rob Williams sees it. Rob Williams is a suspect. Yeah, at this point, he's a local writer, who got enthralled with uh the girl, the high school girl that died. And she supposedly, you know, read his books and came to a book signing and they started a relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny because the, they uh, they were – the local cops were trying to pin it on the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino realized right after 10 minutes of talking with him, he's like, they, he didn't do it. Let's go pick him up from school. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's it's, go. it's 10 <laughs> yeah. p.m. at night. Oh, yeah, no, I that. No, no, <laughs> It's even better than that. He's like, let's go pick him up at school. And then Harry Sikes said, it's 10 o'clock. And he's like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> and He's <laughs> like – at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, I heard of that. How <laughs> did you how come you didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, the Rob Williams is a creepy motherfucker, but yeah. also like it takes this weird turn where like now they have to kind of help each other mm-hmm. and but stay one up on each other. Yeah. And
1: um and the Hillary stuff, she's getting closer and closer to and yeah. yeah. all out I and mean, is very great underrated movie. actress. Maybe too.
0: not my top 10, but definitely top 25.
1: Yeah. And I and that was a movie I had bought for you, so now you own it. You can watch as many times as you want. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's it's one of the best Christopher Nolan movies. That's that's easy to understand. You know, because a lot of Christopher Nolan, Insomnia and Memento and Tenant for sure are three movies that are gonna fucking warp your brain. They do, you do to Interstellar too. Uh, yeah, he did do Interstellar, but Interstellar—it's hard, yeah, yeah, hard, hard to figure, figure out. I guess it was. there's a, a minute, lot there's a more. Shelf
0: and it's the <laughs> Key of Time
1: and... shit, and Prestige. Prestige. <laughs> had Prestige had some, is, was yeah. Prestige but well, was a little thing, supernatural. The too. thing with Prestige at the end, <laughs> they go through it and show you. Yeah, everything. Y- yeah. So, and it's so, so, a very rare thing for him to do. Absolutely. He's like you. Christopher Nolan's like, hey. you figure it out. If you figure it out, you'll figure it out on your third viewing, which I'm fine with. Or you won't,
0: and it'll just be an enjoyable
1: movie. I think we're different than a lot of moviegoers that way. There are a lot of moviegoers that want it like... Concrete. They want it figured out. They don't. He want didn't do op- Shutter Island. They then. don't want Oprah ended. On- that's weird that you said that, uh, because Mom had just watched it and was asking me questions about the, the plot and everything. That was Corsese. Okay, uh, that did that it very had a kind of a Nolan. It feel did have it. a Christopher Nolan kind of feel to it. Where I don't mind open ended. I like being able to figure it out or not knowing if yeah. this guy ended like it, if it that If you're watching way or- in- Inception, you're like,
0: does it fall? Does that little yeah, token yeah. Well, all
1: fall right. over at the end? He said I can figure He's that like, out. In I don't know. My ask, own time. Ask him. Maybe he'll tell you. Yeah. It's like Tenet. I've only watched it once, but I can't wait to watch it again. That, it that's good. what was great about Christopher Nolan's movies is you want to watch them over and over again that's so you can his, just rediscover his them. MO, man. He's like, I get paid on the view, not on the yeah, product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a reason these high-quality actors are all jumping at, uh, at him to be in, in his flicks, man. It's really good. All right, I'm gonna go old school with my next one. Let me you check. already in. let me 74. You're going older than that. Yeah, I did go 74. I'm gonna no, nope, I'm gonna go 76. So I'm gonna go a couple You're years new later school. than that. And I'm gonna go Alfred Hitchcock. Man, we don't talk a lot Alfred Hitchcock here. This was Alfred Hitchcock's last movie, really? and it's like where people had totally forgotten about him, and it's one of his most underrated movies that I love so much. And you might not even have seen it, and uh, it's the fabulous 1976 Family Plot. Nope. Do you remember Family Plot? Mm-hmm. It's very Give there's, me the plot. There's four big actor, actors in this movie too. Uh well three. And the <laughs> the, the the other uh uh actress in it's sorta of famous, but we're dealing with uh, <laughs> He's gonna cry himself. Shit. To sleep now tonight. I can't think of his name. Um, oh, he
0: went from famous to to sort you know, of famous. To I can't uh, what, remember the your name. From, what's <laughs>
1: the guy from the Burbs? The uh, the older guy that was hilarious from Digstown. Oh, uh, Bruce Dern. Stern. So you got Bruce Dern and uh, Bruce Dern and this other actress. And I looked her up, and the only thing I can remember her from, she played the actress that played John Cusack's mom in Gross Point Blank, that he visited at the old folks' oh, home yeah, later yeah, yeah. on. So that she was younger in it. So it's. Uh, It's Bruce Dern and her, and then there's William Devane and Karen Black. And there's two separate things going on. It's beautifully constructed. William Devane is... uh, From uh, Payback. Payback. And uh, he he replaced... He's the one that's a man in my office. Yeah, yeah. He, he also <laughs> replaced, uh, what's like his name, like as Does
0: does try to, to do his, him and Jack Nichols Jack together. Jack Nichols, yeah.
1: I loved William Devane. He he's, plays a bad guy really well, and he plays a good guy. He replaced Walter Matthau in the uh, Bad News Bears movies, the one that break in training and in, uh, in Japan. Oh, really? That was William Devane. I don't remember as those the head ones as Those were good. I liked them just as much. They were fun. I do remember seeing them, but I don't yeah, remember I have break in training. I haven't watched it uh, since I bought it, but I, I want to get the Japan one because I liked all three. All the kids were the same in it, and they. William Devane did the other two. Uh, so, what's at the at the very beginning of the movie? We're seeing uh, the woman from Gross Point Blank. She plays a like charlatan. Uh, medium who's talking to this old woman's waiting for her to talk to her husband. <laughs> you a trouble, girl. And she talks through this guy named Henry. That's who is in her head. And she's, Henry, tell me where Mrs. Rayburn's husband is and this and that. And she comes out of it. She's doing these wild things. Like, she's talking like him. And it comes out. And you can tell, this is a big fucking fraud here. Like the and she who comes gross? out. What's that? Like Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, like Whoopi Goldberg basically. <laughs> so she comes out of it and this woman's like, so this is what's happening she's like the my we gave my uh, child up for adoption when he was younger and we don't know what happened to him he disappeared and I want to give him my entire fortune but I need you to find him with your medium powers and everything and uh, and if you can do that I'll give you ten thousand dollars and she's like to Ten thousand dollars, sure. And she goes out. She's at this woman's house, and she goes out, and there's a cab driver waiting for her, and it's her boyfriend, Bruce Dern. And so, at the beginning of the movie, you're like, "Oh, I could see where this is going. They're going to pretend to be the 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 lost son." And it, it's not. They didn't go that way, which they could have easily went that way. I go that way. And they were just interested in finding the finding the son, so they could get the ten grand. I mean, they're charlatans, but they have kind of they like had some morals. They had some morals and everything. They were like, "Well, we'll pretend we're using my medium powers," which that we see her use them later on where they may or may not have actually worked. Uh, so she might I mean, have the ability. That in that yeah, shit. there's people that believe in it. Certainly this woman who was going to pay who 10 grand. In it? So at that point, it cuts to Karen Black and William Devane, who are doing a completely different thing. They're jewel thieves. And Karen Black has, they kidnap people. And they keep them in their basement. They have this hidden room underneath the brick where they put these codes in and they keep a person in there. They have it down to a science. Put you back against the door and they, they uh, <clears throat> inject them with stuff and then they drag them out of there. So what they're doing is they're kidnapping high-profile people and they're saying, you're going to give us this diamond uh, that we want in exchange for, her. and if you do it, you'll get them back fine. And Karen Black just walks right in there with the cops and and says, uh, and she's got a gun, and she's like, "Well, you have so and so, so there's no really reason for the gun and everything." And they they give her the diamond. She walks out. She takes a uh, she goes to the helicopter. Why would they expect that she would? I don't give know. them up. After it, that it's time. weird because she—that's the problem she's with gotta, kidnapping. Yeah,
0: that's why it works in South America because there's a history of them giving people yeah, back. Giving people back. Yeah, Mexico so, City yeah. for sure. So it's like at least they have. Yeah, okay. Apparently, they've done this like six or seven okay. times. Well, every maybe time they, they, maybe they it, built a reputation. Like every time they do it, hey, they take the diamonds people back
1: <laughs> and they put it in their chandelier so that all oh, their stolen diamonds are hanging just in their really chandeliers. chandeliers. Uh, and it's a very Hitchcock thing. That's where the diamonds are. So we, we, the audience knows where they are. Safety deposit. So he She holds the gun on the helicopter pilot and says, "Bring us." to this place and go down, and once he goes down, she's like, wait five seconds, and then she runs off. And William Devane's in the woods, picks her off and drives away. And as the helicopter pilot runs to the position, the uh, the kidnapped person is laying there on the ground, like half out of it, because they had drugged him and everything. And so that's their thing. They get home, they change their clothes, and uh, they're they're completely fine, and they're gonna move on to the next thing. William Devane works at a jewelry, jewelry store. It's well, not
0: hard to be a criminal
1: nowadays. When yeah, cameras. It, are No there. cameras. And it, that's what this whole thing. And I was watching with my wife, and I was like, this movie could not be done without cell phones, because a lot of it was was. It takes empty. time for them to get to this one. Well, Trying to figure out who this guy is and where they find him, they have one tip from the old lady that they think that uh, the uh, the chauffeur might have known where the little kid was when they uh, when he got adopted, because the uh, actually I think this was the grandmother looking for him because the parents had had died in a fire, so they uh, <clears throat> so we go away from the William Devane stuff. Well, they actually they we see them kidnap a cardinal, who's the white haired guy from uh, Spies Like Us. Uh, and the sting. He's once you guys <laughs> you have, a Pepsi? have a Pepsi, yeah. <laughs> so they kidnap him and they keep him in the room. He's a super sweet guy too. And uh, they go through the whole thing. You'll be fine. You just stay in the room until the diamond comes, and we'll we'll do it. So that part of the story is kind of gone, and we focus on the the Bruce Dern stuff. And Bruce Dern is trying to figure out. He's going from place to place. He, he goes to the cemetery where this kid's parents had died, and he there's a gravestone with the kid there, and there were and he was like the kid died too, and he's and. Bruce Dern's like, shit, I think we're fucked. I think he's dead. This kid's dead. And he's looking at the gravestones, and apparently they died in, at the same time, but he notices one gravestone is brand new and the other one isn't. And he asks the guy who's working at the cemetery, what's up with this new gravestone? And he, he wouldn't tell him, so there's a bit of a mystery there. Well, not to reveal the ending. I won't reveal the ending and everything, but you, you soon find out that William Devane is the kid that he's looking for. So William Devane he's got a big fortune coming William to him DeVane while he's thinks out that Bruce Dern is, is there to kill him, that he found out about the diamond and really, Bruce Dern's is just there to say, "Hey, I got I got, money I got millions you. of dollars for you and everything." So it's ah. one of those. Ah, oh. I was like, he's gonna kill fucking Bruce Dern before he tells him about the money and everything. And then they end up. Uh oh, it's such a great ending, man. So I, I, I'll I'll leave it at that. But it's 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 such a fun movie to go through, and it's weird that it was like it was Hitchcock's last movie. He died four years later, and. His movies kind of went downhill. Not for me. I loved all the ones, like Torn Curtain and a lot of the older ones that they came out with. Trouble with Harry. Uh, his younger movies is what he's known for. I mean, he's known for Psycho, Vertigo, Rear Window, and everything. Those were done in, like, the 50s and the Rope. 60s. But in the 70s, it kind of, yeah, Rope was awesome. That was, that was early, earlier. Rope was, like, the 40s. When uh, was Marnie him? Marnie was great. That was in, like, the 60s, maybe. That seemed definitely more of a 60s thing. We haven't done a Hitchcock one we have to do. Just because we probably I haven't done it. Hitchcock one? Really? We haven't done a Hitchcock director oh. one. I could do it, but I, I know that if if you're going to do you're going to have to watch a bunch. I'd have to watch a uh, bunch. Yeah, so that's why I've kind of held off. I, I could do f- four or five of them, but yeah, yeah. I know
0: pretty good. Rear Window, Rony, yeah,
1: Birds, Psycho. Um, um, the Man Who Wasn't There. What's the, Did he do the racetrack one? The racetrack one. No, nope. Killing. F- no, that killing. was the Killing that was... Uh, the Stanley, oh, Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. That was Stanley Kubrick. There's a lot of them. There's some really good old, uh, later ones too. That Torn Curtain one you'd really like. I could do well. Uh, the, the Torn Curtain one with Paul Newman and uh, Shirley MacLaine, really good. That was like a spy espionage movie. You'd definitely dig that. And the family plot one's so much fun, man. Especially because it was revealed in the middle of the movie who this guy is. So we're like, as an audience member, you're like, oh my God. I said if they just stood and talked together. Yeah, for like five minutes. <laughs> and, and even when it's revealed to them and everything, I, I'm wanting them to say no we're charlatans we're fine with this we're getting our 10 grand you know we just want to find you you're gonna want to talk to us and everything and and William Devane's like these guys know about the diamonds we gotta fucking take them out it's really great and it's an awesome ending man Hitchcock always gets you with that ending man so definitely check out uh, Family Plot if you can find it or if you see it played anywhere like on Turner Classic Movies maybe they'll have a marathon of Hitchcock movies it's time to watch those type flicks so cool what you got all right Dustin a of one I've done before, but it's been long enough that uh,
0: I feel like I can do it again. We'll see it. Definitely top ten. Definitely one of my top ten movies. Top tens, nice. Definitely. Ooh. Donnie Darko. Ah, oh, Donnie Darko. I would never expect to just be on God, your top ten, man. I love this movie. I can put it's this really movie
1: on. I don't think Justin likes it, which is weird. I, I could see a lot of people don't like it. It's a little confusing. It's a little weird. It's weird. Uh, but I loved it. This was back when the indie movies.
0: Yeah. Then and it was... It was Dark comedies. It's the only comedies I like, really. Yeah, like JoJo was a comedy, but it was dark. And had this This one's a comedy, it was dark. Even po- Scotland PA was a comedy, it was but dark. it
1: was dark. It got dark, yeah. You know, uh, I, La- Last Supper was a comedy, but yeah. it got dark mm-hmm. at the end. Is that where they invite everybody over yeah. and oh, kill so the racist? Yeah, kill Then they started just killing people that yeah. they didn't like catching the lion yeah. shit. <laughs> 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 it goes crazy. But that Bill Paxton moment when they kill him. We haven't talked a lot of that. We'll have to do that sometime. But Johnny Darko, I remember, was a huge movie in the video store. There were two movies in the video store that. Everyone were me- recommended to you if you came through the store guess at the same time. Let me time. guess
0: it, Casper.
1: No, 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 not my video store. Oh. This was later. I was okay. out of the video store game when, uh, oh, when Donnie Darko came out. There was another movie though that everyone paired with. They were like, "You got to get this movie. You got to get this okay. movie."
0: It's it's kind of like Donnie Darko. No.
1: It's a uh, uh you probably wouldn't guess it. Uh it's uh Boondock Saints. Okay, I wasn't going to super huge movie. Those two were like two of the biggest indie movies. They must have came out at the exact same time because they were super popular at the same time, I remember it. Uh so when we watched Donnie Darko, I was like, Oh shit, this is crazy. And this was Jake Gyllenhaal before he was like yep. uh, huge. And I mean, he was just young. Yep. Uh Maggie was in this. You had uh what's her name from Battlestar Galactica? Um uh, Mary McDonald. Yep. The father Patrick was Swayze. good. Patrick Swayze you was had, so great uh, in
0: this. Um, uh, the teacher, Noah and...
1: Oh, yeah, Noah, uh, was it Wiley? No Yeah, Noah Wiley. And the, uh The woman who played the... Gertie. Gertie was in it. Oh, yeah, uh, she E.T. produced it. She, Flower Films was one of the producers. Yeah. She's the reason this got made. Yeah. I like The Psychiatrist, too. That was the woman from... Uh, that's oh, yeah. uh, the woman from Bushcasting and Sundance mm-hmm. Kid. Uh, she was really great in this. She was also the woman from uh, Stepford Wives. Loved her in Stepford Wives. Yeah, I
0: mean, it was a supernatural movie. Yeah, how do, how do you time even explain this movie? It's, it's, element
1: a, it's a weird movie to explain. He, he Dar, uh,
0: Donnie would have. I mean, when Donnie would have hallucinations of the when the world was going to end. Yeah, and it was him, being told to him by who? By a rabbit.
1: Frank. I, I love when the psychiatrist is real explaining imaginary. it to his. Uh, he's like, he's like, I made a new friend today, and yeah. she's like, real imaginary. I love he's when like she's explaining it to the parents, though. Have they told? Has he told you about his his friend Frank, the six foot? imaginary rabbit yeah and they were like no i can't recall him mentioning a rabbit before <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like oh our son but is crazy it, it was just a, it was shot super
0: awesome oh yeah man the music soundtrack was great it was like a lot of oh, 80s yeah. music See, that, uh, tears for fears tears opened for fear, up son. the or, weird camera angles remember that, that oh yeah shot when he coming out of the back of the bus it
1: kept sideways the and then gimbal it turned,
0: turned yeah. like from a like, not the camera wasn't upside down, it was on its side and it rolled and then it, and then it dollied it a, and, and then, then it dollied through the whole school. But then they did, like, once they passed a peer group, they did a fast motion, yeah. And then, and but then it slowed down again. When
1: they went to the peer groups, they introduced all the characters, yep. like, oh, mm-hmm. this is one of the this drug the dealers, this, this is, is the... the jock, this is the, the, the pretty girls, this is everybody. And within like a minute, we got to know everybody at the school. It was really ingenious, yep. done. I don't know. What this guy had done since then. The, who's the one that was like, I'm beginning to doubt
0: your commitment to sparkle oh, she's motion. Awesome. We did her on one of our character
1: <laughs> actress pods. She's really good. Do you know there's a sequel to this or a prequel called S. Donnie Darko? I did, and I, I don't know if I want to watch it. I think it's the mo- same movie, but I think it's told from the little his little sister's point of view. I okay. think that's what I heard about it. So I'll, I'll have to look into that and see if uh, because if it's that case, it might be interesting to watch. Might be. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's – remember he wakes up on the uh, – He wakes up on the golf course. With a number on his arm, like yeah. written in magic marker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was like a running clock. Yep. Like this is – it was a date and a time. This is where the world's going to end. And so he was fascinated with – and then that old lady that looked like a bird down the street from him that was the writer. Remember, she was out in front of the
1: mailbox. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a connect. There's a lot of really – this takes multiple viewings, this movie, too. To yeah, there's to a fully. lot to – I mean... You can understand it through the first viewing, but you're not going to really get the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. until you go back for a second or third viewing.
0: Because they sort of open with something, like a, a jet engine falls on the yeah, house, yeah, yeah. but he was sleepwalking Yeah. like and, he normally does. It, it fell right into his right bed. Right into his bed. Like, if and he so was he in bed, shows he would have been dead. He shows up at this crime scene, yeah. or not crime scene, but the crash scene, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, ah, oh, there's Donnie. Yeah. And they're like, it they fell in your room, and then, like, so... That has a twist in the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he has a also girlfriend. another great song the, that they the, used in that yeah, at the end. It was man. just – it was a well-done movie. Yeah. I, it, it was, was very – nostalgic. I don't know why, to me, it was
1: nostalgic. It, was, it was high school was, kind of – We could tell that he was going to be huge. I think he might have done Good Girls before that, the one with uh, – the good girl, the one with uh, yeah. Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston, yeah. where he played the creepy kid that was obsessed with her. Yeah. Uh, I think that was our first time we saw Jake Gyllenhaal, but it was that was pretty close to the same time as Donnie Darko. He came, him and his sister came on like like gangbusters. Like I don't know what who their agent was, but they came on at the same exact He's time. Telling his sister, I got to. this role for you. It's called Secretary. When, when <laughs> no, oh Jesus! When uh, I mean that's perfect, James Spader. You expect James Spader to do that role. You didn't expect Maggie Maggie to do it, but uh, it opened up a lot of movies for her, for sure. But I my wife know, loves that movie I love it. the scene, the Secretary. That's yeah. hey, it's one of those movies I can watch it, but I, I can't. I don't know if I'd own it. I don't know if I'd rewatch it. You know
0: because i could see uh, it's kind of like a forbidden it's like a love story but in a weird twisted I, way
1: yeah and i they were both game for it but i can when i watch it i it almost seems like what people would me to him for later in life this guy uh Maybe. it's like james spader would be called uh, on his shit later in life for doing that uh but anyways going back to donnie darko i love the patrick swayze thing He was a motivational <laughs> speaker yeah one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie when i think of donnie darko there's several scenes i think of i think of him in front of the mirror when he when and he's touching the mirror mm-hmm. and it turns to yeah, like liquid. The and he's looking at the uh, 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 Frank the bunny rabbit, mm-hmm. which you should mention that Frank the bunny is a creepy ass. It's a oh, costume yeah. that someone's wearing at the yeah, uh, but the, it's creepy. They it's, had a Halloween bash, really cool, great Halloween thing. But uh, when I think of the movie, I think of Maggie Hall's reaction when the news story hits. uh oh, when Patty, so yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> because uh, Patrick Swayze plays a motivational speaker. Yeah. that goes and talks. To he kids does one of those and, silly
0: like. We had him come to the Christian school yeah, that one time where it's like, but he was selling fears is holding you back. And yeah, here's yeah. how you overcome fear. And he would do these stupid infomercials yeah. and, uh, he came to the school. He must've been in resident for a week. Um, and somebody burns his house down, and they find like a kitty porn room. They had
1: like a find like a hidden dungeon yeah. downstairs with all his kitty porn in it. And they were like, "Oh my god!" And they bust him. <laughs> they bust, and that was one of Patrick Swayze's last movies. You know, and I liked it. I uh, loved it. I loved that the, Patrick Swayze came on to do that. So that the uh,
0: the old lady that was touting him yeah. the whole time that was working on Sparkle Motion, Sparkle motion. she comes to the mother's door mm-hmm. and is like, "I need you to travel with the girls because I have to stay here and help raise money for." Such as yeah. such defense, like, like he, he didn't me? do it. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: This, this is in the future. <laughs> that woman's wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah. <laughs> if they <laughs> find sure. a kitty porn dungeon in your basement, you yeah. did it. Yeah, you, you did it. That's, that's <laughs> not an accident. <laughs> there. So, if you're if you have if you're in you got to be going into this movie knowing it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. It's going to be wild. It's a science fiction movie. But that's even mixed if with even drama. if you
0: didn't get the weird stuff, it's still a good movie. Oh, like yeah. you don't have to oh, know yeah. the ending. In, or recognize the ending. Not
1: a lot of movies were done like this. I remember when we first saw it, we were like, "What the hell is this? This is like the future of films." It's just you're allowed to do weird shit and have it. It just connected really well. There, uh, it's um the the ahead. commentary on this. I think Kevin Smith does it with the director because he was such a fan of it.
0: It had. I'm trying to remember who the actor is. It was one of the first things we saw him in. The um, father. No, it was. The, the two bullies. Yeah, okay. Uh, one of the... One, one of the, the b-
1: ones, the one that was dressed like Frank? No, one of the bullies. he was in Go. Was, uh, let's see if they give mine a character. Yeah, the bullies. I can't remember who the bullies were, now, and now it's hitting me. Was Seth w- Rogan? Oh, Seth Rogan was yeah. one of the bullies? Seth Rogen was one of the bullies. Holy one of the first thing I had shit. seen him in. I'll have to go There's back and black, rewatch the, it for The dark hair that
0: like, had his head yeah, shaved. I remember his, that. His beefed up... Friend with Seth Rogen, huh? Was Seth Rogen? He's, first, he was, I saw him. They were the one that
1: picking on the the Latino girl that couldn't say something at the bus interesting. stop. Interesting. I haven't watched it in so long. I have to really rewatch it. Uh, I the first thing I saw him on was that Freaks and Geeks. He was super young on Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, must yeah. have been sixteen uh, in that movie. So he, he was probably just a little bit older than that with uh, Seth Rogen in this movie. Shit, I would that would have been a trivia question. That I would have lost like all day long would been Seth Rogen was in Dark There is one There is one That was it and Now he knows the answer So Can't <laughs> right. use it as a We got question, some good right. movies coming up here I've, I've got two fantastic movies that I just saw this week for the first time uh, Both the, of them I knew were going to be good and I just hadn't seen them yet so when I saw that they were on... they uh, was on Yeah, one was on Netflix. So this movie here was 2019, and I was going to see this in the theater. I remember seeing, it, uh, seeing the trailer whole, for it. Then that uh global pandemic. Yeah, yeah. No, well. no, it was right before it. I probably should have seen it in the theater because now it's fucking ruined for me. And I know you'll remember this movie when it came out, and Justin will remember it because I remember us all saying, hey, have you heard anything about that movie, if it's good or not? And... And this is also a director that is very strange. I love him. Uh, but And every time I watch one of his movies, I'm like, God damn, I love this director. But most people I could see not digging him as a director. And that's Jim Jarmusch. Jim, Jim Jarmusch, Jarmusch, who did Down by Law. He also did Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai, which if you saw Ghost Dog, you know how weird yeah. his stuff is. It's he, a very he, strange, He acts, too, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, he, he doesn't, he's a musician, too. He doesn't, I think he's, he doesn't I think he do he's a lot one of those stuff. Tom Waits is in every one of his movies. He loves Tom Waits, and Tom Waits always plays an interesting character. So in 2019, this was the zombie movie with uh, Bill Murray called The Dead Don't Die. Okay. And it's and it's Bill Murray, it's Adam Driver, it's Chloe uh, Sevigny, uh, which I hadn't seen in a long time. It'd been like ten years since I Still looks exactly the same. This was such a weird and awesome movie. I was it's watching. A comedy? It's a comedy for sure, and it's also a it's a zombie movie, so it's obviously it's got blood and guts and everything like that. But it's mainly a comedy, but it's a quirky comedy. And to explain to you how quirky this movie is, there's a couple scenes in it that are just so wild that won't ruin they won't ruin the uh, the movie itself because it's just some weird thing that they put into this movie. So they're cops in the small town. They drove by the population sign at some point. It's like 7:34. Nothing happens here. Bill Murray is just very mellow. He's the chief of police. His his uh, next lieutenant under him is Adam Driver, and Adam Driver seems to know a whole bunch of sh- shit. And he's super calm. He's very very calm. And at the, and Tom Waits lives in the woods. He's like, no you are. It's already zombie time. Not yet. When the it, movie starts. Not yet. What's going on is the movie starts. We see Tom Waits in the woods, and he's like a hobo in the woods, and they're, they're... <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, 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 And he narrates it too. You hear every once in a while, you hear his gravelly he's get, voice. He's, he's got a great voice. What does
0: someone say? It's like Tom Waits' voice is
1: like someone gargling, gargling right? at hot asphalt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I loved him as Renfield and uh, Bram Stoker's Drag he He's great in everything. I love Tom was Waits. Was he in
0: the no, uh, I wasn't
1: Seven Psychopaths? I yeah, think he yeah, was that's in right. too. Uh, So anyways, uh, it's established that he just lives in the woods now. And uh, Bill Murray's like, hey, we we heard you're stealing chickens. Don't be stealing chickens anymore. And we're seeing little things happen that give us this clue that something's going on. Uh, One of the weird, unique thing is like they're looking around and they keep seeing on the news that the the earth has gone off its axis slightly. And they were like, why isn't it dark yet? It's like it's almost 8 p.m. Why isn't it dark yet? And people are making these things. And when they're driving in the car, the beginning of the movie started with this great uh, country song called The Dead Don't Die. And the credits rolled to that song and everything. And then in the car, like 10 minutes later, Bill Murray, the song comes on the uh, radio, and Bill Murray hears it. And he's like, where do I know that song from? And Adam Driver's like, it's the theme song to the movie. And he's like, oh. And they just go to another scene. They're referencing the fucking movie. And it, it happens really crazy later on. It's so great. And so Adam Driver is just like, they... They come to uh, the—two zombies come into this diner and kill these two women, eat their stomach out, and then go after this pot of coffee. And one of them is Iggy Pop. It's clearly— Iggy Pop. It's like you know, nobody you know, looks look, like Iggy he Pop. looks like Iggy Pop, but he's a zombie. And I was like, "Oh, that's Iggy Pop." And he's you know who got him. He on says the coffee. Set. He says coffee, and he grabs a coffee and he dumps it. So all these zombies are obsessed with one thing. We see Carol Kane walking around at one point, going Chardonnay, Chardonnay. <laughs> and these mm-hmm. other zombies, like the kids, go to the comic book store that come back to life, and they're just hanging around the comic book store. There's other people that are just staring at their phones and everything. So when they discover the two bodies at the diner. Adam Driver goes in. It's a great scene because we we see it from three different points of view. Bill Murray comes in. He looks at the girl with her intestines hanging out. She looks at another girl with her intestines hanging out, and he comes outside. He's like, I, this is unbelievable. And Adam Driver goes in. Same thing, comes out. And then Chloe comes in and goes out. And Chloe's really upset by a pukes. And Adam, they Bill Murray turns to Adam Driver, he's like, what do you think? He's like, I'm, I'm thinking zombies. <laughs> he's, he's like, Really? You thinking zombies? He's like, Yeah, th- this is definitely zombies. And the kid who works at the comic book shop is on to it. Danny Glover's in this movie. Nice. And he's like, He must be looking old. Uh, man, he's looking old, but he still looks pretty good. Steve Buscemi's in this. He's wearing a MAGA hat, Make America White Again hat and everything. And when the zombie apocalypse comes, no one wants to go warn him about it. And he's like, fuck Frank <laughs> and everything. And Adam Driver through the whole movie is saying, this is not going to end well. And Bill Murray's like, damn, stop saying this. is not going to end well. He's like, you're disturbing, Chloe. And, and, uh, and then there's a moment towards the end of the movie doesn't end well. where they're in the car and they're surrounded by zombies He's like i told you selena gomez is in this movie and and most of the main stars we get to see be zombies in this movie uh not adam driver or bill murray we already and, seen bill murray so yeah this i know and, uh, so they're in the car and they're surrounded by zombies and he, he says this ain't gonna end well and then bill murray's like god damn it he said will you stop saying that he says why why do you think it's not gonna end well he's like well i read the script <laughs> he's, he's like, "What do you mean you read the script?" He's like, "He's like Jim. Jim gave me the script." He's like, "Jim gave you the script." He's like, "All I got was my sides," and he's like, "He's like I've been so, in five of his movies." So God it's almost damn it. like the he's movies
0: like, personified.
1: He's like, "God damn it! Why didn't Jim give me the script?"
0: <laughs> Why'd you sign up if it was gonna end bad? And he's mm-hmm. like, "So
1: it's gonna end bad?" He's like, "Can we do anything about it?" And Adam Driver thinks about it for a little while. He says. I think we should just give us our best shot, <laughs> and then they go out and they start like killing zombies. Oh, I skipped over a major character in here. Tilda Swinton's in this movie, and she's fucking awesome in it. She is weird looking. She looks she's like she's weird debra- looking. She, yeah, I know, but she's uh, you got, know what? I and she's, she's got weird a unique... looking, but she's attractive. Yeah, she is too. She, she has. That I striking... want to throw it out there that yeah, yeah. she's. No, she has a striking look to her that's mm-hmm. that's oddly uh, attractive at times. Like I thought she looked great, in Michael Clayton, and uh, she's weird and everything, obviously. Well, she has long, straight, blonde hair, and she's like a samurai swordsman, but she also works at the uh, funeral parlor. But she had just started recently, and she's doing the makeup on. Uh, she they're showing her with the the sword and you're like oh you're gonna see her go crazy with the sword she wears it while she's doing the makeup on the bodies at the thing and when the body that's the st- worst
0: job to have in the zombie apocalypse I don't, I don't know, man. yeah we well out? that's the thing
1: in there uh and there's carol Kane, we never see her alive she's dead at the beginning of the movie in a jail cell and bill murray's like i'll, I'll stay here the night and, and they're like, with Carol Kane's dead body? And they're like, ah, eh, I had some good memories of her. Maybe they'll come back to me. So we're always, when we know the zombie thing is coming on, we're waiting for these people to come alive. So when Tilda Swinton is uh, at the uh, funeral parlor, she's doing up the makeup on somebody, and the the body opens their eyes all of a sudden. And she's like, whoa what's that? And she looks over and she's doing two bodies at once, like a husband and wife. And she looks over and the wife's eyes open and and she's like, Oh, you guys in on us together? Are you? (laughs) And she, and she, she's like, well, I'll show you. And she takes out her samurai sword and cuts both their heads off. And instead of blood, it's like black dust that comes out of the air. It's very interesting. At at one point when they have to leave the uh, police station, Tilda Swinton shows up and she's like, I I can watch it for you if you want me to watch it. And they were like, this sounds a little irregular. He's just like, well, we're kind of dealing with some irregular times right now. There's zombies out there and everything." And she's like, can I borrow your car in case things get uh, crazy? And Adam Driver has this crazy, small, smart car. And Adam Driver's huge, so he just comes <laughs> out of the car. And so at some point we see when they're locked down and they just have that conversation about the script, <laughs> Tilda Swinton drives up and an alien ship floats over all the zombies and just beams Tilda Swinton up and just flies off. And Bill Murray looks at Adam Driver and says, was that in the script? And he's not in the version I read. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking fantastic man it's so funny and just telling you that ruins nothing there's so much zombie stuff in this and people held up in houses and how they kill each one of them at the end in this huge field and the stuff with Buscemi was really funny and everything awesome movie definitely check it out I watched it what did I watch it on it must have been HBO I watched it on it but it was so good and I'm going to have to buy it so everyone everyone I know can watch it because it's just so great of a movie yeah Dead Don't Die is the name of it sounds good yeah Check. I mean, there's
0: a lot of Bill Murray fans out oh, there.
1: So. That's so great. It's the way he plays it. But Adam Driver steals the show for me. He's, he's just very calm. And we realize he's calm because he, he's, he's, read read script. Script. he's read the script. He's read script. I don't die here. It's so weird. Who, who writes that besides
0: <laughs> Jim, Jim Jarmish, man? Uh, weird. All right, what do you got? All right. Uh, a classic
1: from back in the day. Oh, yeah. Air America. Oh, man. We don't talk about Air America. Well, I know why because <laughs> it kind of has a douche in the role He's kind of douchey, but, uh, but he I, killed I, it in... in
0: he was awesome in this. I, I try
1: not to, unless you're like a super like, uh, like Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey guy. I I tend I won't watch any of your new movies, but I'll I'll still enjoy your old movies. I'll still watch *Lethal Weapon* and being
0: everything. being a bigot or a racist, a mile bigger. Well, he's pretty, he's, he's but, pretty bad, but it it's not. In my opinion, it's it's he, not sexually m- He's also somebody that hasn't
1: people. doubled down on it, like a lot of these people have, like James Woods and, and John Voight, who are like yeah. completely doubling down I mean, on, on he their, keeps his mouth shut. On and asshole I also things. think
0: everybody knows where he stands. Yeah,
1: yeah. And everyone's trying to give him a okay. second well, chance. Well, that's a disclaimer. Yeah, that's a disclaimer. young uh, Robert Downey Jr., Young like this has had a
0: ton of character actors, man. Yeah, ridiculous. Tra- Nancy Travis. Nancy Travis. created A lot the, of great characters. The guy characters. from
1: uh, the guy that held, held the baseball bat. Yep. Uh, at the thing, he's yep. awesome in this movie. Uh, I think. I, I also Thom- want to think
0: one of the one of the pilots was uh, the guy from Volunteers. Was one, one of the, the Mike Mike. Yeah, the Hadley knife. Yep. But there was another one. I think it was the werewolf that got kicked in the nards. The werewolf
1: that get oh uh Uncle Rico? Yeah. Yeah from uh from Napoleon Dynamite? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have been in this it was it was filled with a lot of character actors. So basically And this was based on kind of a true story. Yeah. I, mean, Air I don't America, think they're saying it was, but Air I remember a thing.
0: And what they were doing was a definite yeah.
1: thing. Was it uh, So basically we were Was it JT not JT Walsh, who was the no, other guy? The guy from Son in Law. Yeah. Yeah the yeah. guy from Dick Dodge. Uh, the guy from, uh, from from What's that head? Fuck that shit. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. no oh, oh Miles. Miles was in it. No, not that guy that said it. But the guy from the guy the, from the, that the, the Dick was, Dodge, the, head was the guy. senator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dead now. What the hell's his name? I can't think of his Bulge name. Don't come to me. Yeah.
0: Um, basically, so in order to in order to fund the Vietnam War, we had to help uh, some of the surrounding areas with their opium trade, <laughs> their heroin deal, <laughs> selling heroin to them, getting heroin over here in the U.S. I mean the the uh, the uh, American gangsters. Oh it was yeah, literally. This yeah, whole, that's what it was. Yeah, this yeah. This yeah. whole thing. So Put them in the coffins. So and basically, that the American government, and under the CIA, started this air service, helicopters, planes, and stuff, under the cover of doing humanitarian airdrops, doing uh, helping locals in Laos mm-hmm. n- near Vietnam, under the cover they were moving warlords' drugs around the area, mm-hmm. and, and then getting it shipped to uh, the U.S. Robert Downey Jr. sort of loses his shit in the beginning of the movie. Oh he lo- yeah, he was loses like a his weatherman. Helicopter. Was he a yeah, weather helicopter? helicopter pilot? Basically, when they were reading off his litany of stuff, he was a crop duster. He he was basically had had no no. Uh, he didn't like following the rules. Yeah. So so the CIA came to him and said, "Hey, you're, we can get you your license back, but you have to go work in uh, Laos." Mm-hmm. So they send him over there. Basically, he gets in with this ragtag outfit of yeah. buddies that have been doing it for a while. Yeah, they're all you know running drugs. They're all doing side yeah. gigs on they the side. They all give him
1: shit. It's almost like a uh, like a fire station type uh, ribbing that they're yeah. constantly giving. He's him. like,
0: "We're not here, so this conversation never took place." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they do the that a lot. From it, yeah. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing, man. This movie has some craziness to it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a war movie too. I mean, airplanes it, and war movies yeah. and and plane crashes and yeah. explosions and uh, it was a big
1: deal. They, mu- they w- I love him wearing his toe around his neck. The ashes. Oh to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He Says, "Why didn't you get reattached?" Well, I have a thing, you know. Once something's blown off me, I don't really want it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over were there coloring? Yeah, Their coloring yeah, the, yeah. the thing, and the, he's going crazy in the background. It was some weird stuff in it too. But it, it like uh, the, the movie you mentioned earlier. It gets darker as it progresses uh, further through. I, I, I li- they. Wasn't there a famous Asian guy in this movie, too? There oh, was. Yeah, a couple the, of them. Well,
0: too. there was a few, but one of them was the general that was smuggling the opium. Let me look I had him seen up. him in a few different things. Let me look him up real quick.
1: Go ahead. I'm... And uh, so
0: it was a good, like...
1: Well, the scene I remember is when they, they went down, you know, and they're waiting, and they have to go. They bring that ship into that little thing, and they're waiting for... To get rescued, yeah, <laughs> and then the guys just loading up the heroin. Yep. Let me see. Leaves them is. there. Then they get they, they get rescued Lane in a Smith, helicopter. Lane Smith is the uh, distinguished gentleman guy. Art Lefleur is the guy with the bat. No, you're thinking of uh, Ned Eisenberg. He looks just like Uncle Rico. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you got the guy from Tapeheads is one of the guy. Marshall Bell. He was the guy that was uh, Quato, Yep. Uh, he was also from Twins. Yep. Uh, man, a lot of character actors in this. Ton. Yeah, that that main general Lu Song is. I recognize him, but I don't can't really recall something else he was from. It was
0: it was more of an action movie than you would have thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it the theater. I thought it was great. In the theater, and it was
0: great, man. and it was like you know, Mel Gibson's character has been doing this job for a while, but he had been running guns on the side too yeah. to make extra money. So he was like, he's one of those things where like just a few more runs and yeah, I yeah. reached the but, point where I don't have to do this anymore. You realize and that, then. And... He chickens has, come home to roost. Yeah, at he had some all point. the guns in the plane, and he Nancy Travis, who's running in the oh, local. I forgot about that scene. She's yeah. running the local like aid relief. Remember, she wanted yeah. them to dump the guns yeah. so that they could rescue people and people. he's got a, like he's got that moral quandary yeah, right like, there and, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, fine <laughs> yeah i wonder how much of it is like actually real i mean i, I mean i know the circumstances around of it probably in, in and, america, america. and all that yeah i mean everyone knew about it but they're not talking a whole lot about it they could probably redo that movie i mean as it's a, a,
0: it's sort of a themed mm-hmm. america theme because we did the same thing in the contras in Nicaragua yeah. with, under Ollie North and oh, Reagan. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, They haven't done an Ollie North movie. Can you believe that? I can't uh, yeah. believe they haven't done a movie about the Contras and in, uh, in the Iran-Contra affair. They definitely should be doing that. Or, or even a movie with a selling the uh, selling the weapons to the Afghanis that ended up coming yeah. it back and biting us in the ass. Or just Air America. I would love to see that done as a complete drama. Because this was a comedy, obviously. And maybe they did that for a specific reason at that time period. Like, hey, let it might not be popular. Let's not do it as a full fledged drama. But those are all movies that should totally be done really good they should do a movie about that was your fifth one that was it that was it all right my fifth one i love this you gotta go home and watch it tonight right now okay uh this was uh 20 let me look at the date here i have it right here 2017 good time now Good Time is the movie that the, the brothers that did Uncut Gems did right before Uncut Gems. When we realized, oh God, these guys are fucking great. And one of the brothers is in the movie as an actor. And he plays somebody who is mentally disabled and uh, pretty bad, too. His voice, he can, he can barely speak. You can hear what he's saying, but he's doing a voice. Like, this guy's a decent actor that he had to step in and do this. And it's about him and his brother. And his brother is Robert Pattinson fantastic. Pattinson has been like Nailing it on all cylinders with Tenant. Um, probably with the uh, with the Lighthouse, which I have, still haven't seen. Batman is going to be huge. He is coming out of his shell big time, off that whole Twilight thing. He wants to set that record straight, and he was phenomenal in this movie. Every scene he's on, uh, like I, I've said before, Robert Pattinson, Boyd Holbrook, and Jesse Plemons are probably my three favorite actors. Th- what that was that age Metropolis period. or yeah, Metor- Metropolis? Yeah, Metropolis. That was a Cronenberg movie. It was, it was weird, but it weird. was good. It was good. And uh, that was one of his first movies after Twilight. People were like. Oh, I don't want to watch it, he's no good, he's, the, he's Edward Cullen. As like, come on, dude, you, you got to skip that shit. I mean... <laughs> it's like Jennifer Lawrence was Katniss, but we're not still talking about her as Katniss. Come on, she's doing some high-level shit here. And uh, Pattinson's going to win multiple wasn't Oscars Coors in his life. Uh, Pattinson hasn't won an Oscar yet, but he is going to win an Oscar, and he was so good in this movie. So what's going on is they're like low-level, uh, his brother's uh, mentally handicapped, he's taking care of his brother, and they're thieves. At the very beginning of the movie, they go in and rob a bank. And they're wearing these like super realistic, uh, like black guy masks. Like they look like black dudes uh, with the masks on. It's it's it it almost looked like it was racist, but unless you looked really carefully, you couldn't tell that they weren't that 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 they were masks. It was very good, however they did it. So they went in to the bank and they uh, handed over. um, They handed over a note. We want all the money and she's like I only got this much here and he says well you yeah, go you get the really you, get you go much. get the rest and so she goes to get the rest they grab it they come out and uh they they go in the uh like um what do they call it? The alleyway. They, t- they strip the mask off. They strip the clothes off. He's, he's telling his brother, he's, his brothers complaining to the, I can't breathe in this thing. I can't breathe in this thing. I can't, don't want to redo his voice, but it was very, you could tell he's got some issues. And, uh, his brother said, you did so well. You did so great. Come on, we got this. And they get into a, a cab and they are like, just, just move. And they, you want to look at, you want to hold the money? What do you think happens when he opens that fucking bag? Boom. Boom. They get so much so much that engulfs the whole car and he, he the driver crashes into a light pole and they have to get out. And now they're covered in it. Yeah. And they, they run into a subway. And he straight goes to like the bathroom. Like a sandwich shop? Or yeah, sandwich like shop. a sandwich shop. And he goes into uh, the subway bathroom, and they're the owner's, Hey, you can't go in here. And he's like, I'm going to order something. Give me a problem. My, my uh, brother's mentally handicapped. I'm taking care of him right now. And they're trying to clean up his face and everything. And then they, they bust out out of there, and they uh, they end up getting in the foot race with the cops. And his brother ends up Did getting... Did they get any money? Uh no, the the money got really... They did get some of the money. Uh, Robert Pattinson gets away with it because he tries to use some of it uh, in a little bit. So his brother gets caught, and he's like, fuck. He's like, my brother, and he should have kept up with him. I don't know why he didn't keep up with him. He's like, come on, let's go. And he just takes off, and when he turns, he's already gone, and he's, he's caught. So the next scene we see is he shows up at Jennifer Jason Lee's house, who's his girlfriend, who's fucked up. You can tell she's a junkie. And says, hey, can you borrow your mom's car, credit card? I need, I need you to help me out. Uh, I need, like, $2,000. He lies to her. He needs $10,000. Doesn't tell her that until they get to the, uh, the bail bondsman tries to give him the money covered in nick. He's like, I can't take this. I can take this, which will cover uh which will cover a certain amount of the bail, but you need another ten thousand to get the uh, the money out and everything. And uh, Jennifer Justin Lee doesn't have that much on her credit card, so he's like, What the fuck am I gonna do here? And everything. And then he's like, can you, he's like, I just wanted, can you get uh, him out tonight just for this? And the bail bondsman is calling and says, your, your brother's in the hospital. His brother gets in a fight because he, he gets into the jail and he, he just grabs a remote from someone. He's I want to watch my shows. I want to watch my shows. And then they just beat him the fuck and uh, on the ground. So he's in the hospital and he's like, your brother's in the hospital. He's like, what do, you, what do you mean he's in the hospital? The he's, hospital he's, right? he's like, I'm not going to, he's like, I can't tell you what's going on. I don't know what's going on. So his brother shows up at the hospital. Robert Pattinson. And he he's he goes down and he sees he sees a cop outside the room and he's like, oh fuck. And he, he just is casually walks by. He's like uh he's like, What's with all these cops? Uh, no, he sees another cop first. He sees the cop in the room and then he goes downstairs and he sees another cop in the lobby. He's like, What's with all the cops here and everything? He's like, I just saw the cops uh, up on uh, on uh, this is how he found out what floor he was on. He's like, I just saw a cop up on floor f- five. He's like, Oh, that's weird. He says, The criminals are usually held- kept on floor six. So Rob Patton's like, Oh, he's on floor six. So he takes the elevator up. And he's sneaking around. It's very tense. If you saw, uh, well, are they waiting
0: for, him, for his brother to show up? Uh, no. Do he, they know that he... They don't know. They don't know, they his don't know, his know that, that his brother is
1: involved. No, I don't think at this point they don't. Uh, later on, they, they do. But they. Uh, and it's very tense, like uncut Jim's tense. Like, oh shit, man, he's gonna get caught at any second. And he goes and he uh, he waits till the cop goes for uh, a lunch break. He's in, the, he goes into another room w- where this old woman who can't hardly see is like, who's there? Who's there? And she, he ends up starts feeding her like, uh, like uh, pudding and everything while he's in there and everything, pretending he might be one of the orderlies or something. And then he hears the guy leave and he looks, he he, go, he looks into the room and he sees his brother with all the uh, bandages on him. He's like, I got to get him out of this bed. So he gets him out of the bed, puts him in a uh, wheelchair. He's looking down the hallways. He gets him out of the hallways. He gets him in the uh, elevator. He gets down the elevator. And when he gets outside, do you remember the guy who played poet from uh, Oz, the black guy? Yes. Yeah, he's running an ambulance, not an ambulance, but a service to bring patients home to their houses. And he's like, "Can I get in there? My brother forgot his coat, and he's really well off, and I just want to sit in there in the uh, uh, thing." And uh, he gets in there, and then they take off, and uh, he ends up talking to an, another older black woman on the uh, on the bus. And is your brother okay? Yeah, he'll be all right and everything. And the, the guy poet says, "Hey, I don't have you on this list." He's like, "He's like, oh, that's weird." He says, "I, I should be on the list. We just live a couple blocks up. Can you can you drop us off there?" He drops off the black woman and then he goes up a couple streets and then all of a sudden Robert Pattinson knocks on the black woman's door and says... we were going down to my house, but I realized I got locked out of my house. My brother doesn't have his uh, his coat, and as you can see, can we? Can I come in and use your phone and stay there with you for a couple minutes and everything? And she she's like, "Yeah, you can come in." He says, "My mom gets off work in like three hours. If I could just hang out there, and uh, maybe she can come. She'll bring me my key and everything, uh, and everything." And she she's like, "I have a spare room. You could just stay in there with your brother, with your spare room, and uh, his her granddaughter's there. Like the sixteen year old, uh, like she's in a good amount of the movie. The sixteen year old black girl." And, uh, then he puts his brother in the room. The grandmother goes to sleep, and Robert Patton's just hanging out with the uh, with the little black girl, saying, hey, you, you smoke weed? And, yeah, we'll smoke some weed and everything. He says, what what are you guys doing here and everything? I'm just waiting for my mother and everything, and they're just kind of kicking it, and it's cool. And uh, Robert Patton sees his face come up on the screen when they're watching the news, and he leans over, and he starts kissing the the black girl, and he carries her in the other room, and they're making out in the bed. Like I was like, Robert Patton's going to have sex with a 16-year-old girl. And then you could hear the brother waking up. Ugh, ugh. He jumps off and he he goes in the other room, and he's he's trying to pin his brother down because his brother's throwing a fit. Where the fuck am I? What's going on? And all of a sudden you realize, oh shit, that's not his brother. He he grabbed the wrong guy from the hospital. Oh, shit. And this guy's some guy. He's like, who the fuck are you? You suddenly realize, oh, he's speaking clearly. And it takes you a couple, like, 30 seconds to realize you still think it's his brother. And you're like, holy shit. And uh, then Robert Pattinson comes out. I took you from the hospital, man. I'm sorry. I thought you were my brother. He's like, well, I'm not my, my fucking brother. Give me a phone, dude. <laughs> he's like, where are we? He's like, I got you out of the hospital. He's like, I just got really from fucking prison, dude. He's like, and I got hit by a car. He, he was doing a whole bunch. Of, he went through this whole story. I was doing all this acid. I had this whole thing of acid and everything Thing. And he's like, you still have the acid? He says, no, I dropped it and everything. Do you, do you know where you dropped it? He says, his money there, too. Let's go, dude. And so he just grabs it, He teams up with this kid, and he brings the little black girl with her with him, too. So him, the kid he accidentally grabs, who, who takes the bandages off, and he can talk now and everything. And he's, we find out a little about, about his story and his backstory and everything. And, and the little black girl let him steal the grandmother's car, and then they go to steal the acid. It's like this whole thing that he's got to go through to get <laughs> money to get his brother out of jail. And I, I, I'll only—that's basically the only the first half hour of like the hour and forty-minute movie. And I'll leave it at that because it's so fantastic. Because that's that's the when you realize he took the wrong kid from the hospital, it just goes next level, man. It's like oh, this is the guys who did Uncut Gems because it's that unfortunate shit that just keeps happening and keeps happening to these guys. And Robert Pattinson kills it, man. He just Kills it in this movie. At some point, he's got to dye his hair. Well, he's at the grandmother's house. She, the little girl, comes in and she's like, "Did you just use hair dye?" She, he, he's like, "Yeah, I found it, and I found it in your medicine cabinet. I hope you don't mind." And she's like, "Man, you're weird." <laughs> and it's just a weird thing that he just like works his way into this situation so easily, and then he just he plays it by ear. And when they go to get the drugs, they get end up getting uh, caught by uh, one of the security guards, who's the guy from. Uh, Captain Phillips. I'm the captain now. Oh, yeah. it, it, they end up hitting him on the head and stealing his clothes and everything and then dumping acid down his fucking throat. The acid's in like a Sprite, 20-ounce Sprite bottle, and it's like pure as shit, and they're going to get like uh, 150000 for it or something like that. But before they do it, they dump a whole bunch down his thing. So when the cops show up, and robert pattinson's pretending to be the security guard this guy just broke in and he's wild i don't know what the fuck happened to this guy and he's like uh, uh, and he can't even speak and they're dragging him to the ambulance and they're gonna baker act his ass and you're like man this was a good movie i can't believe this movie didn't get out anywhere so it's on netflix so check it out on netflix good times the name of it i had uh, already texted justin i was like i'm i'm picking this movie good time for my uh wild card for dave you need to watch it man you need to check this movie out uh it's really really good especially if you're an uncut gems fan it's, it's not as uh uh stressful as uncut gems uncut gems it's like uh it's it's like no break <laughs> you don't have a breather and there's a couple of moments in good time where you can actually just breathe and that was the difference between that and uncut gems where you're like man this keeps going and going and going and i just wanted to stop <laughs> it's a great movie though these those two brothers man uh I, and they're gonna they got a lot coming out I think uh under their belt, and they're gonna be the ones to watch. I think he's got his name under here whoop his name is shit I look let me check his name so I can give him some good credit here uh. I know they're both Israeli. Uh, Benny Safti is uh, the one that acted in the movie, and his brother Josh did the movie with him. They had that great uh, Spirit Awards thing where they went up there and accepted the awards and talked over each other through the whole movie because that was kind of what Uncut Gems was, was just people talking over each other. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, I like Good Time even more than Uncut Gems, and I loved Uncut Gems. So it's a good wildcard one. Definitely check it out. Sounds good. That's it. That's, That's all we it? got for our wild card yep. episode. We're that gonna. Was a good one. We're gonna. Yeah, it was a really Dusted good one, some man. Crap, some classics, uh, but, some, but also uh, uh, some new got ones. Some new man. ones out. Yeah, definitely check out those new ones. I, I can't recommend the dead don't die in good time high enough. What I was on the telling
0: West. Maria about Jojo Rabbit. She's like, yep. all right maybe you can keep that longer and watch that yeah watch it with her she so, would like it man it's, like it.
1: it's good my uh, mom's watched it like three times she loves it yeah it, it's it's just enough of comedy and with just enough history in it and everything that makes it palatable what we'll be... movies
0: are you sending her he's got me sent bringing some movies down to my mom
1: oh yeah i got a whole shitload of movies anything, going down anything there. good she hasn't uh, seen yeah most of the ones she hasn't seen there's a couple of movies she's seen i've threw in there that i know she, she hasn't seen for remember. a while uh, i'm trying to think if there's any like i can remember like flight and captain phillips are two of the movies i'm sending her down i know she hasn't seen those before hugo is a movie i'm sending down uh, tons of movie uh the revenant i think she's seen the revenant but she hasn't seen it in a while uh so there's a there's a bunch i'd send her send you down with like 20 of them and she's sending you back with some uh so i'm keeping her I, I love being able to just pick movies for other people that i think they're gonna like i was like this movies you watch them you'll love them trust me uh once you realize what people like and what people don't very rarely will she come back and be like Ah, that movie kind of sucked no at the beginning it did and i was like oh yeah she doesn't like that type down here so yeah anything too weird she might not like like dead or don't too, die probably not it's gonna or be too up. complicated and or too complicated if it gets a little complicated like i'm not sending tenant but she does have prestige to watch that she still hasn't watched yet mm-hmm. uh she watched something yesterday what did she watch yesterday that she sent uh me a thing and can't remember what it was yeah she's got a lot of good movies down there though <laughs> but yeah next couple weeks we have a wild car with me and justin next week and then uh <clears throat> there's an actor pod coming up uh I think that's what we're going to do next. Uh, there was a Christopher Walken pod I, I want to do because he's just got so many on there that we can just pick and choose which ones we want to do. Uh, me and Justin are doing like a romantic comedy uh, one. And then we have some method actors and there's a whole bunch of stuff coming up. It's a franchise movies. So uh, we're going to continue trucking through 2021 with some uh, some good flicks. Uh <clears throat> out there so if you want to get a hold of us you can check us out fascinatedwithfilms at com. if you want to shoot us a message you can also shoot us a message on our Facebook page also with Films. you can see all the cool little pictures we put up every week or you can leave us a like and a comment on our two platforms which are SoundCloud and iTunes uh, we'd graciously appreciate, greatly appreciate it it's getting hot right now it is getting fucking hot out here man if you're sucks. listening
0: to us in a cold We're climate right now wetting our asses off my, uh, one of my clients lives in Pittsburgh oh, yeah. it's He's like got it's like 18 degrees oh shit yeah like snowing every the day the weather out
1: here when we do the pods is crazy one day it's windy and rainy and freezing our ass off and now it's just it feels like it's 85 out here it isn't even that though yeah, it's just the sun is it's probably bright. 72 but we got it like barren down on us I 77 Okay, to go ahead go and take a shower so yeah.
0: alright until next week alright see ya bye yeah I heard about that <laughs>